guys, what is going on? It's Obadiah, and today we are back with another episode of Music or Hideout, the show where we hang out with artists, musicians, and entertainers in Wayland Jennings' old basement studio. Uh, as always, I'm gathered here today with co-host Ryan Poole, who I'll pass it to to introduce the guest. So today on the Hideout, we have a very special guest. To my double left is Justin Biltonen, uh, bass player for Three Doors Down, and now solo artist, um, which we're going to get into. I actually haven't even asked you how long you've been doing the solo thing. <laughs> so um, We like to prepare exactly zero. It's the, uh, best. <laughs> it's the best. Um, <clears throat> but um, Justin's been in Three Doors Down for the last six years, and um, he's originally from Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, I just asked him earlier if he likes the family guy, and he does, and uh, apparently <laughs> Conway guy. Twitty, and um, those are some facts about Justin. <laughs> More Conway what Twitty. It seems like he doesn't vape, but we never That's know. It. He no, might I'm pull good. out his fat mod at the I'm end. good on vaping. <laughs> Uh, what are we drinking tonight, Justin? This is a beer from my hometown. Been drinking for a long time from Highland Brewery. Um, it's their Highland Gaelic. It's uh, pretty much a flagship beer. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. No, it's oh, good. actually, it's sweet. You ain't I even drinking finished it. mine, by the way. <laughs> You're drinking another So I'm on to the next beer. <laughs> You're drinking some peach shit. And I'm on what to the that? Wallflower Spring Saison from Fat Bottom. I did say it had had peach, oh, local, but right? honestly. Fat Bottom's local, I think, right? I don't know that it does. It says it has cactus flower. Who knows what that mm. even is? I don't know. I've had cactus cooler. It's like the same thing, right? <laughs> Dude, cactus cooler is one of the best and most underrated sodas. <clears throat> cactus cooler. I don't know. Have you had it as an adult, though? It. No. <laughs> You've never had it? Pretty sure I've had it. At the first time I went out west, it's like the orange. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, like, like kinda... Yeah, it's like an orange soda kind of thing. Yeah, it's really not that good if you have it as an adult. As a kid, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a child, it was amazing. It was like, this is like the fruit punch of sodas. Yeah. Like, when was the last time you had a Mountain Dew? Wow, long time ago. Like, junior so high. Shit. It's like 10 years. When I wanted to get like jacked out of my yeah, mind, I'm like hummingbird food. <laughs> that 77 grams of sugar in it. Oh my they God. Once, you're like, that's, a, whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Did, uh... Make you go fast. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have Surge? Surge? Yeah, that surge. was like the Mountain Dew ripoff, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that was good times. That was like my junior high was like staying up all night at friend's house, so like drinking Surge on computers, watching Family Guy. Surge. And that's why you are the way you are now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, up. <laughs> they used to make that with asbestos, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyways, we, all, we always like to start with just the kind of the simple, the basic stuff and kind of see, see where things trail off. Um, but oh, so, and I should say, oh, you tonight's should say. show is gonna get deep. What, <laughs> what? <laughs> is it? I, I didn't know about this. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, on the superficial and very Thanks, surface Louise. and basic bitch kind of level, uh, we're gonna talk about how Justin, J- Justin, uh, was only 14 when, when Kryptonite came out. So you're like our same age, and we're so what I'm stoked to hear about your story is like you. I shouldn't go deep yet, but like I was like your age playing music too at the mm-hmm. time that that like we're hearing Three Doors Down on the radio, yeah. and somehow you wound up in the band, which reminds me an awful lot of that movie, The Rock Star. Yeah, and so <laughs> I want to hear about that that shit. That's crazy, but that's just the first level because this is gonna go real deep, and we're getting into some wow. Asheville, North Carolina UFOs later tonight. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> we're getting into crystals, uh, crystals. Uh, man. All sorts of stuff. All sorts of ghosts. ghosts. All sorts of ghosts. ghosts? All sorts of ghosts. Oh, man. See, I yeah. was only told a little bit by Ryan, so yeah. I don't even know what we're getting into. I used to work this... on a ghost tour. Oh, my what? God. Uh, yeah. And we're going to hear all about that. Yeah. The South is a crazy place. Crazy place. I love it. 
Oh, uh, you're, uh, Asheville's the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mountain Mama. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, sorry. Back to your thing. I just foreshadowing. No, no, that's a great thing. Just foreshadowing. foreshadowing. <laughs> Throw a little ad out there in the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for. <laughs> if it's boring right now, it might be better later. <laughs> but uh, so I always start with the basics, uh, which I'm sure you've probably answered before. But uh, I mean, how did you just get started in music in general? Um, my family always, I wouldn't necessarily say we were like a musical family, but, mm-hmm. um, my dad sang, my sister sings, um, mom was always into music. They were always playing music in the house. We grew up with Elvis and especially around the like pivotal moments of my music development, like when those times whenever you really start noticing like, oh, I'm listening to music when you're like, like mm. eight to 10 mm. and then going into like middle school and stuff, um, was a big 90s country movement for me, and that's, like, all my dad listened to. He was really into, like, 80s and 90s country, so especially, like, when Brooks and Dunn and Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, Shenandoah, Restless Heart, Little Texas, all those bands were coming around, and that's what dad had on at the house. And then mom was always into, like, 70s, 80s rock, so we had a lot of Bob Seger and ACDC on, too. So, mm-hmm. um it was a very music-supportive family, and my mom had this old Ovation guitar that she'd bought in the 70s, and I picked it up because I thought it was cool and started kind of banging around on it when I was 11, and it evolved into this. Start. Mom's guitar. Yeah. Same here. Really? Yeah. Mom's started guitar. Started my aunt's guitar. There that's close. Close, close enough, right? Yeah. Some people. And that's why I suck at guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you needed a mom's guitar. I know. Sugar moms. <laughs> My mom didn't play guitar. She just did a lot of drugs. There you yeah. go. <laughs> that's the other side of things. Which is like, she could have been a great guitarist. <laughs> I didn't know we were getting like deep that quick. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Well, well, you know. <laughs> <it's> a, <laughs> how did that make you feel? <laughs> so good. <laughs> that's so good. Like, Permanently. Still real Permanently bad. Permanently good, yeah. Still real bad. I like to tell people I'm a crack baby, which uh, is probably true. Because uh, my hands know. always shake a little bit, and I've never been able to stop them. I assume it's because I'm a crack baby. Anyways. Might be the vaping. Too fair. Have you ever, <laughs> at, yeah, maybe. Have you ever asked your parents if that if crack was involved? <laughs> well, my dad used to sell During meth. During the time of your birth? <laughs> okay. My mom, I don't know. I know my mom and dad met because she was dealing drugs to my dad. Then they I both didn't know got it was going to be this kind of party, man. <laughs> Damn. They both got in the business. Ah, should have warned Who knows? <laughs> Speaking of parties, um, this is uh, uh, amazing to me. So for those who are not regular listeners of the show, and we don't bring it up as much recently because they've been chill, but upstairs is a fraternity. Um, <laughs> Sigma Alpha Epsilon? Is that right? Yeah, S-A-E? S-A-E. Yeah. S-A-E, yeah, that's right. They're terrible. Um, <laughs> and we had a number of podcasts where it's just... <laughs> We're like texting him. Could you stop? We're literally doing a thing. Like we're almost done. They're (laughs) never almost done. They're never almost done. (laughs) But what was amazing was um, Justin came to the studio for an interview uh, for a print publication, Live Love Nashville, um, with Laurel Moore. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about on the show a while ago, a month ago, or Mm -hmm. something. And so that's how we met. And what was awesome was when you came in, you literally pulled out your phone and like, dude, I went into that up to that house upstairs first <laughs> and you had taken a picture on your phone of just how ridiculous it was it was something what it was, was it it was like whew. a billion red solo cups and yeah i mean it was it was 
totally trashed up there. Like they had, they've been getting down for a while, <laughs> like a decade. They've been, they've been going hard, and I was like, "Where is, is this happening?" Like, I, he thought you were, that's not, what you were doing the, the interview. I, I, thought, I walked over and I was like, "Holy shit!" I thought I was like, she was a really stupid. nice lady. I don't know. Like, what is this? <laughs> this is her house. She just gets trashed. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you wait here while I put on something more comfortable? Oh, God. <laughs> you see Laurel That's like the that. opposite of Laurel. Come on, no. 100%. The typical <laughs> Laurel, just completely drunk out of her mind. Typical. And just coming out and just kidding. No, that is the opposite of Laurel. Yeah. Laurel's great. I know she's going to listen to this. Laurel, you're amazing. Maybe the best woman on the earth. Wow. Very, you're a very nice lady. <laughs> and you so don't it, live in a frat house. <laughs> As far as you know, she still could, just not this one. <laughs> yeah, okay, I mean, She's an alpha, beta, gamma. She belongs to a different fraternity. <laughs> She's like a 38th year senior. <laughs> 38th That's So, anyhow, he rolls up and he's got his phone. He, he like, it was, and the, this is the, my point of my story. The party upstairs and how trash they left their their room was so ridiculous that you, an actual rock star, looked at and you're like, "Oh fuck that! That's ridiculous." I've seen some shit. That was that was special. What, what they're doing up there should be documented. I'm waiting for like Vice to come around and do some kind of like Nashville fraternity. Would you say it was Joe all. Walsh? Uh, Joe Walsh level. They, they should check that backyard. <laughs> Ain't no telling what's buried oh, back there. <laughs> oh, they've had some stuff going on in that backyard. I bet. St. Patrick's Day, there was like 10,000 cups and beer bottles and everything left on the That's ground. Good for them, man. Yeah. For them. <laughs> and they've also drunkenly broken into the studio twice, right? They have, mm. yeah. yeah. Good times. Anyway, I hope they're all expelled. But anyway, back to you and your music career. That was just a story I didn't want to pass up. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I, I thought about that. It was like maybe a few days later. And I and when I thought about it in that context, I'm like, a rock star looked at their shit and thought it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I want to confront them with that, but because they're college kids, they would take that oh, as a man, badge of honor. Look, yeah, yeah we, did <laughs> we did it! And so I'm yeah, not totally telling that never. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. We're partying to the next level. <laughs> So we were on mom's guitar and we got sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, as we do. Because you were deprived of a mom who could give you a guitar. That's right. You had to use an guitar, guitar. And that's why I'm terrible at guitar, right? Yeah. Right. Dance guitar. Yeah, it's rough. I still have it. I still have it. That's good. Yeah, it's really cheap. Cheap like sunlight, you know, a little just piece of it. So your mom gave you a guitar and then yep. you called up three doors down and you were like, Like the next day. Could I be the in the band? I was like, Look, I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, All right. <laughs> That's how it went down, right? Yeah, pretty much exactly. But yeah, exactly. Like two T. That's gonna be in the biography. That's, that's the VH1 behind the music. Does that exist still? There's no way, right? No, I don't even I think don't VH1. VH1 is probably just a reality show, yeah, right? It's like some form of the Bachelor. Yeah. Party down south, or like with literally weird. zero music. Yeah, no music. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, we are eating Hattie B's. No, I did not get you any. <laughs> That's his wife. My wife immediately oh, okay. comes in the chat. Like, you eating Hattie B's? 
<laughs> Thanks for contributing to the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes and she's already sick of your shit. I, <laughs> I have an extra half pimento if you want to come down here and get it. That would be weird. That would be weird. Great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. food and leave. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't say a word. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but so I mean so how so how did it actually happen? So I mean you started you know you're playing guitar. So about um, when did you pick up that guitar? It's like eight ten. Yeah, so I was about ten or eleven. Started okay. playing. Um, kind of evolved to wanting to play electric because that was way cooler. Um, <laughs> started uh, kind of jamming around with people at school. This was probably like seventh or eighth grade. Drink that beer too fast. Um, Seventh or eighth grade, started kind of jamming around with people, and I think that was a big part of my development was that I was playing in bands like mm. before I even knew what the fuck I was doing, because like mm. everybody wanted to play, and everybody, especially around when I was in eighth grade, that's when I started like kind of getting away from my parents' music. I was getting into like punk and ska and hardcore, and yeah, like just wanted to make loud noises and scream at stuff, and that's uh started falling in with other people in my school and mm. that were doing that too. And then at that same time, um, when I was growing up, I was, you know, was in the South, so I was like really active in church and started playing music with the, the church band too. Like mm. the, it was a pretty, it was a Baptist church, but they were, they had like pretty I was alternative. A, I was a drummer in a church band. Yeah. I think, that, I I think that's kind of a, <laughs> a big way that a lot of people, especially in Nashville, like everybody I'd write with or come in contact with was like, yeah, I played in church. And I think, um, growing up in the 90s and early 2000s, that was a big thing where, like, it went from hymns to this, like, kind of alternative, like, DC Talk was huge, and yeah. Third Day came out, and they're, it was, like, putting out cool Christian songs. And yeah. that's when, like, churches start kind of switching over, and we're playing that to bring in the skater kids, and mm-hmm. started kind of... That's how they got me. Yeah. DC, so, yeah talk, I mean, DC Talk was my favorite band for, like, years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. church I went to, everybody was like skateboarding, and it was like, you guys remember MXPX? And oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, all, like there's yeah. all these like, like five My iron best friend frenzy. has MXPX guy tattooed to his. Oh, that's great. His chest. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's this side. Anyway, yeah. somewhere on there. Miss Ship, MXPX guy. Anyway. But it was definitely like some early days was getting into like this, like, well, just kind of alternative music, but that was yeah. acceptable. And like the parents weren't afraid to listen to it but you could still get kind of like that angsty punk rock vibe and then right. that evolved into just straight up like the most evil metal shit I could find <laughs> and, uh, like as I got older um, can you yeah, play Chick Magnet on, on the bass I can hear it in my head and I'm trying to I don't know if I could <laughs> I might be if I sat down with it for a second I think I could probably remember it because yeah. there's a couple Green Day songs I can just like randomly start playing and I'm like why do I remember that yeah <laughs> But, Green Day was the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I was really into like Blink One Eight Two. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like, us too. Yeah, well, was I mean, just, they were from where we were from. Oh right? yeah, that makes sense. So, but that, especially too, because like at that time, whenever they came out, and they were just super offensive, and I was like, yeah, let's yeah. <laughs> let's drive around with the like the church right. kids got put this on and Being hear some cuss angsty. words and be like, yeah, as well, this too, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but we were just you know mm-hmm. goofy, just goofy ass kids. But that uh. Taking it like I kind of got out of sports in middle school too. I played basketball for a little while, but then once I started playing and playing in church and running around with the kids that were playing music, that's when I just kind of focused on that. And I always wanted to play music, and I always 
tried to start bands and I was always getting kicked out of bands and like starting other ones and like always playing. I was just playing as much as I could, whether I was good or not. And ended up being in like three different ska bands, like full horn sections. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. And I was a singer for one, like right out of high school, I was a singer for one and we'd, we'd play around my hometown all the time and like, I hope to God those recordings aren't anywhere. <laughs> no, they're going to creep out somewhere on the internet. Yeah. But, uh, what was the band, and what was the band called? It's called uh, Know Your Fucking Business. <laughs> No, no, no. Like somebody get to Google in that shit. <laughs> no, we were called the Carcinogens. Some, somebody and is right the now. Carcinogens. Yeah, we had, uh, we that's had a like great a full, name. Full horn section. And <laughs> it was fun, man. We had we had a good time. Horn, it's horn less about it's less Asheville, about finding the music. Yeah, I mean, we had a pretty good group of people that were into that kind of music, and it was fun. And it's less about finding the music and more about please don't ever find those pictures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard. I, I, ha- I have a. A friend who's, I think, I'm pretty sure he's from Asheville. But anyway, this is name? this is like years ago. Matt Crouchhorn. Totally know that guy. Really? No. No. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> you had me going for a second. Yeah, who else is small yeah. world? Isn't, isn't Rhett and Link from there, too? You know them? Mm-mm. Yeah, well. I think they're from a different place in North Carolina. Oh, I know they're from North Carolina. But I don't know. But I know, that's that's the extent of my North Carolina, gotcha. Carolina knowledge. That's it. North it's Carolina's rad. Yeah. Well, it's got anyway, some cool spots. Is it? Yeah. He told me I know you mentioned craft beer. He told me that Asheville now. is kind of like he paralleled in his head to California as being kind of similar vibes, yeah. similar feeling. It used to be. And once you get like five, ten miles out of downtown, it turns back into like just kind of a southern state uh-huh. in the mountains and normal people. But like you get up in into downtown and it gets it gets wacky, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <You got some laughs> They're like they're on the, they're on the forefront of everything. Like any kind of alternative movement you can think of, they got it. They got it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to be their and first day. <laughs> and God bless them. There's a place for it. Like, and it's for, called Asheville, North Carolina. It's called Asheville, North <laughs> Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> and all of California. Yeah. Uh, and all of California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little okay. So this might just be completely ignorant of me. And it's a weird geography question. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't study. <laughs> yes. I got to tell you guys, I'm a flat earther. Are you really? So hold your geography questions. I don't want to prove you guys wrong or anything. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I don't know. After what we talked talk about earlier, I don't know if you're lying or not. You got to clarify that shit. <laughs> no, I'm told, I'm told. I, was like, I was like, all right, we're, we're taking a whole different turn here. We're taking... Whole new line of questioning. <laughs> What's great is like. I was really hoping I could use that on something. That was, <laughs> I'm telling you, this like, this is uh, the right place. Speaking of that, like, I really feel like they're missing an opportunity <laughs> to like trademark and sell the flobe. The flobe. It's just a plate. Yeah. The flobe. Com- the flat globe. Yeah. The flobe. The flobe. Or the flatless. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a. Marketing scheme. There's someone. Is that Mark Sargent? I mean, in my mac and cheese, I feel deceived. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for somebody to pop up on here and be like, "Hey, don't come on, man. It's real. You know this shit's fun. Well, we actually, as a podcast, we have our we have stated our view. We believe in a two birth. That's right. Two birth. Two birth. Two birth. <laughs> that basic shit flat round no huh. come on like, clearly like, why a are you so binary here like the earth lives <laughs> so on a binary. spectrum <laughs> like a giant tree covered tunnel <laughs> yes exactly That's longer what this is. the uh 
Oh my god! Yeah, but I legit yeah. like I wasn't sure if you for a minute. Right. Man, Y'all's reaction was awesome, especially because I just <laughs> yesterday I I watched uh, Alex Jones on Joe Rogan's podcast. We're talking about flat Earth, and that's what it's all about. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, and I was I was like, dude, this is totally possible. And like, wh- whoever like whatever a guest like politics are like. I'm not gonna or beliefs or whatever. Like I'm not gonna sit here and shit on them. Like I'll listen yeah. to you, I, dude. I watched flat, a flat Earth, Earth. You should probably shit on. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's where the line That's is drawn. I feel like you could probably you could probably get after it. Like, right, good. like you gotta go. And, uh, come on, man. Come on. Come on. I, I watched a documentary <laughs> recently about flat Earthers. Was it on Netflix? Probably. I'm sure. It's like it was. Uh, something about something the curve. Yeah. That sounds yeah. about right. That's the one I, I just watched like it too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was it was good. Uh, it was a good documentary, and it kind of humanized them a little bit for yeah. me yeah. to be like, okay. But it mostly painted them as like people looking for something to belong to, and maybe aren't really strictly sticking to science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that that kind of sums up a lot of that stuff, and also. Yeah. Later on in the show, when we talk about some of the weird kind of paranormal oh, stuff, yeah. I think yeah. a lot of that, because, like, you find those communities, and it's, like, kind of the same communities. Like, everybody's like, oh, I've got this conspiracy theory, and I'm the only one that's figured it out. I'm part of this elite group. Yeah. And I think it's people, like, mm-hmm. really wanting to belong to something. Mm-hmm. And really like, and then they find that whenever they go to those conventions, when they get on the internets. Yeah. <laughs> series of tubes that connect all of us. And <laughs> they they find other people with their wacky fucking ideas and all of a sudden they're like they're bonded and reaffirmed. And the crazy thing though is they might be right sometimes. Yeah, might You know, be, like we don't know. Like they might be right. It's I'll, possible. I don't know about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's out on ghosts, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean who knows? I, I don't know. <laughs> it could be I mean if, even if it's not ghosts, it could be uh Lizard people know. living in lizard people. Lizard people. We might have never gone to the moon. You know, maybe yeah. we've never been to the moon. I don't know. I've never been there to check. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never been to the moon. No, yeah. no you, you should go. It's Wait, really cool. I don't know. None of us have been to the moon. Does it even and exist? Couldn't possibly be true. Though. Couldn't possibly be true. It's a it's a hologram. They got all four hundred fifty thousand people that worked at NASA at the time to, to lie. really keep that under wraps. Now, speaking Dude, of, ghosts, I saw a thing that said that the moon was a hologram. It probably oh, is. And it's it makes covering sense. Up, it's a hologram the government put up to cover up the fact that there's all these civilizations on the moon. Wow. Oh, shit. So, like, if you could really point your telescope at the moon, you would see, like, the New York City of the moon. That's cool. New- moon York City. Moon oh. York City. <laughs> I wonder why nobody in, like, ancient history talked about that. <clears throat> they had bad Before eyes. they had They couldn't see it. Well, they didn't have any glasses by oh, then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's how I see it. Like. But so you mentioned ghosts. Now you mentioned us earlier. You used to do ghost tours. Yeah, I worked on one. Uh, it was like a trolley tour. Um, worked on it for a little while. It was uh, mostly in the fall. Fall around Asheville is a good time, and oh, yeah. um, the hometown's always always been kind of steeped in weird shit. And there's ghost stories, and like people have always talked about like quartz deposits that do energy fields and just all sorts of, like it's a really old land too um some of the oldest mountains in the world are like the appalachians and mm-hmm. um a lot of old native american tribes have been in and around that area and then like stuff that predated them and just like really old land so growing up it was like we've always heard 
wacky stories. All sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, and there's just always, like, I think every town has got those little fun legends. And I think that's one of my favorite things about touring is, like, getting out and trying to see some of those places or, like, go find the kind of cool historical stuff. Mm. But um, growing up, we always had that, like, ghost stuff, especially in the South, too. I think that's always Mm. been... So did you ever see a ghost then? Um... I don't think I've ever seen one. Like, I've heard some weird stuff. Um, okay. I've seen something that might have been a UFO. Um, mm. I think that was the closest to, like, paranormal that I've, that I've okay. seen. Okay. Um, so, do you do you think... So, do you believe ghosts are real or not? I don't know. Every now and then, like, like kind of do. You could leave it open to the possibility. Yeah. Like, you're not shutting it down. Yeah, I'm not going to completely shut it down. Okay. Um, I think there's definitely... For the, we don't understand, and I think there's there's a possibility that it's like a like I like the idea that it's it's like a movie reel kind of thing, like maybe not necessarily like a intelligent haunting, like mm-hmm. someone's walking around and like I want to scare these kids, <laughs> like just having a good time. Like you think about like people do the same thing over and over again. We all have energy, like we all have like mm-hmm. measurable energy forces and. You die it's got to go somewhere maybe it leaves like kind of like this reoccurring thing like because nine times out of ten like people see a ghost and it's like somebody walked through this wall and it's like mm. or somebody walked through the kitchen it's like how many times did that person walk through the kitchen right yeah you know, so I, I mean to me that seems a little more plausible like it's some kind of weird scientific thing that we either can't read or understand or have the technology to figure out yet but rather than like a scooby-doo villain <laughs> I like that idea too. That's I hope cool. it's Scooby Doo. <laughs> I hope it's all. It's because Scooby Doo. It's always like some rich guy trying to like get real estate for cheap. Like that's yeah. always the plot. Yeah. And I hope that's what it is in real life too. There was like yeah. a real real estate focus in the '60s, apparently. I took a weird to turn. Uh, oh. <laughs> It's like, man, we're covering we're some ground. We are not. Okay. Well, we, we, start for for minutes. Minutes. we start out for more. We start with my mom does drugs. About to run out of shit to talk about. <laughs> for next 30 minutes, we will be talking about 1960s real estate. Now, <clears throat> the dollar at the time was Dear. very strong. <laughs> no, I think it's about that time that we should yeah, probably play a song. I was going to say, we yeah. usually try to start with a song, but then oh, we yeah. like forget. We got a, yeah, we got a good breadth of conversation. I think we just got in here and we're like, let's just see what we can do. Right. And we just ran a mile. So, uh... What uh, what are you playing for us? I'm a spooky ghost. <laughs> it's my ghost song. Ooh, ooh, I'm a spooky ghost. Ooh. I hope that was enough for you guys. Boo. Oh, so good. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the first time that Boo has ever had a doggo <laughs> entendre to it. <laughs> In all of history. It just happened. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Made history. That. We should call Guinness World Book of Records. Yeah. Call it. Call I'm whoever sure, makes no. this. I'm sure they tuned in already. <laughs> <laughs> They're already watching. They've already noted. <laughs> yeah. So what, what are we going to hear? Um, We did the, uh, the first single that I put out. Um, this was kind of going back to what we were talking about with my musical stuff that I've done in my line of work. Um, I guess this was the first song that I really, I wrote it with my buddy Todd Hanchock from a band called A Dare's Run. And it was the first song I was like, man, I really like the song. I kind of want to do it for me. And recorded it. I was like, this is cool. And I played it for my friends and they were like, this is cool. You should put this out. 
and that's kind of kind of what sparked me doing my own solo stuff. So the song's called "Use You." Okay. And uh, yeah, I'll try not to mess it up. I feel like I haven't played it in a minute. So. Well, to be fair, it's your song, so if you mess it up, it's just yeah. meant to. Can we can go back and just take it out. <laughs> you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. Right, cool. Use a tank of gas on an open road Headlights pointing where I need to go But that ain't where I'm going I could use an open tab Drink them down real slow With all my friends to just say no When you call me up on the telephone But that ain't how this goes I'm doing what I do every time you hit me up At 3 a.m. on a Friday night Cause you just know I'm in my truck When you hear my voice on the other line I give in every time Even though I know this love's a lie But I don't need one drink Just to tell the truth I could use you, use you, using me Best friend to tell me you don't feel the same hell it's over too But we both know that never works I could use the good book and a strong verse So I ain't tempted by your words But there ain't no bar stools in a church That's why you got me, girl Just doing what I do every time you hit me up 3 a.m. on a Friday night Cause you just know I'm in my truck When you hear my voice on the other line I give in every time Even though I know this love's a lie But I don't need one drink Just to tell the truth I could use you, use you using me I could use a tank of gas on an open road Headlights pointing where I need to go When I'm just doing what I do every time you hit me up At 3 a.m. on a Friday night Cause you just know I'm in my truck When you hear my voice on the other line I give in every time Even though I know this love's a lie But I don't need one drink just to tell the truth I could use you, use you So we kind of, so we definitely got sidetracked as we do, but uh, it's kind of of our specialty. It's kind of our specialty. (laughs) No, that was one of the was one of the better ones. That was a good sidetrack. Yeah, we went we went really hard. Yeah, yeah. Go hard and paint. (laughs) (laughs) But we last left off your story. Um, You were playing in bands everywhere. Yeah, right. You were in the ska band. Called the Carcinogenics. The, the none you fucking business, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <it's called. laughs> the don't Google search that. Yeah, if anyone's <laughs> real quick on the funeral. <laughs> but so, so how to how get from there to being in Three Doors Down? That seems, so, that's, a, that's a big jump. So from there, um, I started playing in another band that I started, um, the guy I know from back home, and 
It was called the Campaign 1984, and did that for like nine years. Like, oh wow, DIY in a van playing bars. It was back when you could book a whole tour on MySpace, and like they had these features where you could. For the young people, MySpace was like Facebook before Facebook. No, 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 no. For the young people. (laughs) young people. Sorry, for the young people. Facebook is like Instagram, but the status is, which is like MySpace. Everybody knew this guy named Tom. Instagram is... Tom. (laughs) I've thought about Tom in like 20 years. Nobody has, man. I don't know what he's doing. I hope he's okay. He's probably living living just fine. I'm sure he's fine. (laughs) I'm sure he's doing great. Thanks for all the money. Zuckerberg can take all the press. (laughs) Everybody Um, hates Mark Zuckerberg now. <laughs> like, he's like the, the guy's number, a raging douche. The so. world's number one enemy. <laughs> I get it. I, I, I get it, man. He he's doing it. Uh, dude, I saw he's that. Doing it right. I, I saw that movie. He yeah, they did just, not yeah. pay him in a good light at dude, all. He's just he's just a fucking nerd. He's just your standard nerd who made a thing, and now everybody wants him to be the spokesperson for the world. But it's because he decided to try to connect the whole world and then yeah. sell them shit. To be fair, he didn't. <laughs> and then he tried to connect, like, I think there's more to girls. it than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit more to that story. <laughs> I don't know. I saw the movie five years ago. I'm sure I have a total understanding. Yeah, you got your expert. <laughs> Practically, yeah. Just put yeah. that in your resume. Yeah. Facebook, Facebook historian. Sit on, <laughs> a, historian. Uh, sit on like, a, a panel for mm-hmm. the news. So, Tom helped you book your tours. Yeah. Um, there's, a, <laughs> like, features that you could hit up all the bands in one, like, area code or by a city. And you just reach out and be like, hey, y'all want to trade shows? Or if we're playing, can we come open up? And like, we made a lot of good friends and a lot of connections. And it's kind of how we started coming to Nashville, too. So, what kind of band were you? It's like a heavy, kind of gravelly southern rock. Nice. A lot of guitar work, a lot of riffs, a lot of songs about Satan and cocaine and just weird <laughs> shit. The works. Yeah, you know. Just, <laughs> you know, driving Our new around. album, Satan and Cocaine. Yeah, same. You know, the devil and. <laughs> Drugs and shit. Um, so, <laughs> so, I mean, we're driving around in a van, making no money, just doing it for beer pretty much. And uh, actually got to see most of the country doing that somehow. I don't, know, I don't know how we did it. Like, I mean, it was like we'd print out MapQuest directions and have a big yeah. binder of MapQuest directions, no smartphones. Like, wow. like I think that was a, while I was doing that was when I first got a phone that could text, and that was oh. crazy. So how'd you and know where you were if you had no smartphone? A fucking map. <laughs> <laughs> Read a sign. Yeah, like, look, 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 look. <laughs> I can't even drive the to fuck work. I think they did it before the smartphone. I mean, when my first guy had one of those Thomas Brothers maps, those, like, big books, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I had one of them. I could, like, if you gave me one of those nowadays, I'd be fucking lost. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd probably figure it out. I don't know if I, I could. I don't know if I'm, not, I don't know if I'm smart enough for that. I, I was map quest. I mean. I think you'd surprise yourself. You'd pick mm. it up and be like. Right, cool. You're like, kind of like this line looks just like Hillsborough Road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some kind of like primal thing kicking, like picking up a map or like yeah. I need to start a fire in the woods to survive. Like you just somehow, <laughs> just like there's some kind out. of yeah, some kind of primal DNA thing in there. It's like I can read a map. I do not need a. I cell hope phone. so. I'm glad you have so much confidence in my map reading abilities, so, man. man. <laughs> it really makes me feel good deep hope inside. Hope so for the both of us. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so. Uh, MySpace, booking tours, we were out. We did that for like nine years. <clears throat> and in that time, we ended up with the same management as Three Doors somehow. Cause we were not like a radio-friendly band at all. It was just kind of crazy. And hmm. um, During that time, we uh, started recording with Chris Anderson, the guitar player, for Three Doors. Hmm. This was, damn, going on over 10 years now. <clears throat> and... Uh, I made friends with everybody and just kind of kept up with everybody. 
for a couple years after that and back up a little bit. So doing the heavy Southern rock stuff, I'd often end up driving like two in the morning. And during that time, you don't really want to put on like, like Lamb of God or something and <laughs> sit there and like get screamed at at two in the morning. So, yeah. Unless you're falling asleep um, on a road trip. That was really like, like when I turned 20, 21 and like really started like drinking heavy at bars and driving and playing shows and we're, we're trying to be on the road as much as we could. That's when I really started like kind of gravitating back towards those country roots that I had mm. and um, started listening to the music that I used to listen to and like, like diving into some of the older stuff like Waylon, who's mm. one of my favorites. His ghost um, is here. I hope so. Speaking, hope hanging out. speaking of ghosts, me and me and artists were like hanging out in the other room one day, and on on at least two occasions, like all of a sudden there's just like this banging sound, like the plant like knocked around. Now it might have been a rat. <laughs> <laughs> there's a solid or it might chance have been it's a rat. You never know. Or it might have been but no I'll rat be- was ever found. And I'll tell you this. I put out a rat trap. We loaded it on this show, actually. <laughs> we did. We, we had, had one of our Somebody bought a rat trap. We had to learn on the show how to... It was very <laughs> scary. <laughs> but it's still sitting in the other room, never touched. The rat mm. was never found. And the rat Waylon's was ghost? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, out of all the places Waylon's hanging out as a ghost, I don't think this is the one. Dude, he used to live here. This is the best place. Did he used but, to I live mean, here? Plus, he likes Who me. knows what ghost can That's be? That's true. And they can yeah. be in everywhere. Hey, I mean, he's, he, he's omniscient. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's always watching it. Omnipresent ghosts. <laughs> um, Waylon's always watching. Waylon's always watching. Um, yeah, so at that time, I'll keep us on track. It's fine, guys. Um, <laughs> I try my hardest to pull us off track at every opportunity. You'll have to so, be the one. <laughs> <laughs> so I started getting back into country, and then especially at that time, I really got into drive-by truckers and started getting uh, into some more of that kind of alt-country stuff and like the, like I always liked the stuff that was on the radio because it, it was a lot that I grew up with, and then like cool stuff like Jason Aldean, Dirk Bentley coming out, and all that. But um, finding some of those guys that were just like super prolific, really interesting songwriters. Like Jason Isbell is one of my absolute favorites, mm-hmm. and um, around that same time he split off from Drive By Truckers and started doing his own thing, and I was working security at a club back home called the gray eagle and i worked there for five years and got to see some amazing music but when he first split off he was doing every time he toured he'd come through there so i got to see him like with you know four or five hundred people in a room and Mm. it was i was hooked and that's around the same time i started coming here and writing country and started that whole process too so there was kind of like all these weird little things that kind of happened at once that started steering me into different directions so, yeah. So then you so you met so you so you met it up. Now, were you a fan of uh, Three Doors Down before you were part of the band? Yeah, you I always liked their music. I, I definitely had a big time where I got away from anything that was on the radio. Like mm. if it was on terrestrial radio, I was like, Nah, I'm good. But for You're some reason, I always radio. always was like, like they had great songwriting. A lot of their stuff always reminded me of that kind of like good, just like personal storytelling songwriting mm-hmm. and it always like i always I always liked them yeah there's always like you'd hear a song and it, it, i wasn't necessarily like cranking out their cds and like yeah let's listen to this but like you sure, hear sure, a song sure. and like be like that's a good fucking song man mm-hmm. and be just driving around something would come on like let me go or something and you'd be like that's a good song 
When I'm gone, it's a great fucking song. And all that stuff, it was just always kind of in the back of my mind, like listening to it or it'd come on. And then once, um, around that same time too, one of my best friends growing up, uh, Darren Searcy, he started working with the old management and he was their day-to-day manager, just kind of out of the blue. He, it was a job he got. He went to uh, Belmont for music management and stuff. And that was one of the first jobs that he got. And uh, me and him grew up together, so we always he always worked with the band, and he was like in my old band for a minute, and then he kind of switched to a management role and was helping, and that was kind of how I got introduced to the band in the mm. first place. Was he randomly started working with, and um, I think a big thing too is once I actually like met the guys and like Brad and Chris and um, Greg, all those guys, um, they were just cool. They're always cool to me. Everybody, nobody's weird. Like even in the kind of bigger party days when I first met them, but um, everybody's cool. And I, like after you kind of meet some of those artists, and you're like, wow, I've heard these guys for years, and they're actually pretty cool. Like you got a whole new respect for them. So yeah, that helped a lot. Yeah, it helps when somebody you've heard of before, somebody who has a platform when they're actually cool and not yeah, a dick. Absolutely. Right, because. From what people hear, there's a lot of celebrities who are like that, or a lot of people who oh. you're fans of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you never know what been, you're going to get. <laughs> been disappointed many times. Yeah? Yeah, but, I mean, people are people. You, you, I never hold it against anybody if they're a douchebag. You just, just be having like, a bad eh, day. They're having a bad day. Yeah, that's fair. Just ignore them. Go on. I'm sure I've been a dick to somebody inadvertently or, or on purpose. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> I, I try not to be, and if, if I was, I'm sorry. If you're listening. <laughs> not, sometimes you just catch people on a bad day. I think, too, like you got to – like a big thing I learned from the guys, like whenever you meet people, like that may be the ten thousandth person you've met that week, but to them, mm. this is like all month they've been looking forward to coming to your show. They've been excited about it, so do your absolute best not to be a dick to people. Just be cool, and it goes a really long way for your fans and just for people in general. Because yeah, you don't ever want to be that one that like you were an absolute dick and it like ruins that person's month and mm-hmm. they never come like they've been waiting for months yeah, like yeah, you yeah, come yeah, to their like, town like the whole yeah. deal yeah you don't have to be totally fake all the time or like just be cool just be normal because the same for fans if, you, if you're out there just be cool like everybody everybody's people everybody's going through stuff so it's you know cut them some slack and i yeah. think that's a good way to kind of approach anybody mm-hmm. is no it's probably tough when there's so i assume there's probably some crazy Fans. We got some good ones. Yeah? That's <laughs> <clears throat> some very, Anything like, particular standout-ish? <laughs> um, not really. Everybody's really cool. We got okay. really dedicated fans. I think the band's been around long enough. I think probably in the early, early days, they had some like really wacky ones that were just like sure. Makes crazed. Sense, yeah. I think that kind of goes the same for anybody that like just suddenly blows up. Like, here's this band that's huge. Like, I'm sure. Mm. Who's popular now? I don't know. Um Justin know. Bieber still? I don't know. Like I think he's. I, mean, I, I haven't like, heard about him in a while. Oh, no. I feel like, yeah. like he blew up, and they probably had some like wacky fans or like I got you yeah. tattooed on my face, and I'm, I'll be at every <laughs> show. But then, yeah, you know, it kind of turns into like, all right, cool. Like I've seen these guys enough. I'm like, they're still a big part of my life. I love their music, and I'm gonna go and just be cool. And I think yeah. I think it's the band's gone long enough to where like everybody shows up is just cool. Like I don't. I go out and talk to a lot of the fans, especially when we go out and sign stuff. And you run into them at shows, and everybody's cool. It's rare that I'm like, man, like get me away from this person. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. It goes I've back to just being cool with people. Who uh, who's an artist? Will go unnamed, 
so we can't pinpoint this person. But <laughs> this artist friend has a fan that the people around the artist have named. Uh-oh. That, that's how prolific this fan is. Her name is DNA Darla. Oh, Lord. DNA Darla. Her name's Darla. That's the first part of how she got that name. Uh, the second part yeah, is <laughs> she, after his shows, she would, like, buy his shirts that either, I don't know if it was from eBay or... Like, off his back? I don't know how she contacted him, but she was, she would try to buy his shirt, or she would buy his shirts. In fact, maybe they offered him. Maybe they said, hey, we'll sell you the shirt he wore at the show. And she would specifically request, please do not wash it. I want to preserve his DNA. You just said this All name. right. <laughs> you were trying you not to say a last name. Moving so. on. I didn't say last name. Okay. It could be anyone in the world. Sure, could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have I'm pretty sure I heard she's no longer a fan anyway because of other you made reasons. fun of her on this podcast. That's why <laughs> she listens every week. As of now. <laughs> she just texted me. <laughs> I want like, my Fuck DNA. you, Ryan. Like, oh, that's her right there. Look, she's popped up. <laughs> exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Actually, speaking of which, we got. Did you just hear the door? Uh, I haven't said. Sorry, people. I've been ignoring all your highs. Hi to everybody who's in the chat. But we got Justin in the chat. He's actually uh, uh, another Justin. Oh, cool. He's our uh, next guest on Friday. So, Solid what's going name. on? Yeah, people seem like Erholtz. Oh, no, that guy. No? No. No. <laughs> Call me on now. One of these days. I know one all of these the days Justins. you're definitely going to know. I know everybody from Asheville, North Carolina. I know everybody named Justin. That's how that works. This person, Ocean Lily. Lily? Oh, Lil, that's Lily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lily says that she can't read, even read Google Maps because she's Gen Z. Yeah. She can't That's embarrassing. Me. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Lily. I feel like that's an easy fix. Justin says, yeah, you do know me. Don't lie, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, Carousel 7, thanks for the follow. um, (laughs) We got Liz in the chat. What up, Yeah, we got Liz. We got Floppy. We got Nui. Hi, everybody. Floppy Dongus, Ocean Lily, Bryson B, all the way from the UK. Uh, I'm not going to scroll all the way up. Karinsky23, Kevin Prowsey. Um, not gonna scroll all the way up, but I'm sure. Just assume I said hi to you, and that I appreciate you more than anyone else I talked to already. Um, <laughs> whoever you are, whoever you are. But uh, <laughs> anyways, so you were in campaign you were 1984, and you got in the same management as Three Doors, and so you got to know the guys that way. But how did like that go from they know of you to you're actually literally in the band? Yeah, another interesting chain of events. Um, it's the best kind. I mean, it's all public records. I don't ever feel like I'm talking bad, but uh, their old bass player uh, killed somebody in a drug and alcohol-related car accident here in Nashville, mm. and uh, he went to prison and it's continues to <laughs> do so. Um, it's been like a six-year ongoing saga with this dude. Wow. Um, every year he, he does some new fun thing and goes back to jail or something. But wow. um, he did that. Um, they called me up and said, we're considering you. Um, you think you could kind of figure out how to play bass? Because <laughs> I... Oh, a, you were playing bass at that time? So you were playing guitar this I was whole time. Oh, my God. And um, <laughs> oh, wow. I think I picked up a bass once or twice at church. Wow. Like, wow. Years before that. And so are you like frantically like, I gotta, I gotta figure out bass? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I gotta get a bass? You're on that YouTube. Yeah, well, <laughs> the... The guy who played bass in my old band, The Campaign, he's one of my best friends, and we were living together at the time in Asheville. He was playing bass for us, and he's actually on our staff now. He's uh, 
That's cool. Backline crew chief. He's a stage manager. He he does. He wears a bunch of hats with us. But he, he's been working with us for five years now. But um, which is kind of fun getting mm-hmm. him to yeah come cool. along this whole thing yeah. with me. Yeah, and um, awesome guy. But he he had his bases there, and I remember I got called, and they were like, "You have to keep this on the down low, like." We don't know what's going to happen. Like, it was a whole huge well, way thing. Way to spoil it by coming on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, everybody knows now. Right, but, yeah. It's been, but, uh, been several years. It's been several years. But I remember we uh, were hanging out at the house, and I just, like, picked up a bass and, like, like slunk back to the, my bedroom. Like, where are the other two strings? With, with headphones, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And sat there and just started, like, frantically banging through songs. It's like pumping through the discography like yeah. as fast as you could. And they were like, you know, Chris, our guitar player, called me. He was like, take this series. And I was like, okay. Wow. And I knew then, like I was working in a restaurant. I was working in a club. I, I do leather work too on the sides. So I was doing that. I was like working all these jobs. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, holy shit. Like I've been trying to move to Nashville for two years before that anyways. And this was like the definite thing. Like if I got this, I'm going. And... Yeah. Um, went, played two songs after practicing for about a week and a half and like learning shit the best I could, playing with a pick. I'm sure that sounded great, but I played well enough to where they were like, I, you got a passport. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit. So they called somebody they knew and ended up with a passport in like three days or something crazy, oh, damn, like, which yeah. is like unheard yeah, of. Yeah, that's it insane. It takes some like weeks, kind of miracle. months. <laughs> yeah, somebody was uh, definitely looking out for me on that one. And uh, we rehearsed in Nashville for about a week and a half, and my first show was in Moscow, Russia. Oh, and shit. Way to start off with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, never, never been on out of the country before. That was the first time other than like going up to Canada when I was a little. And, um, yeah, then we did a whole month in Europe, a bunch of shows, came home, did about two or three months in the States, and everybody was like, this is cool, let's keep it going. Dang. Wow. And here we are. So, so were you like, so when it first started, were you like sweating bullets, like oh, nervous? Oh, yeah, I was. You weren't just like super cool? I was nervous, but it was also like one of those things, it was like one of those like definitive moments where I was like, I have to do this, like I yeah. cannot fail. Right. Um. That'd, like, be like, that'd be like, like the regret like, of your life. Yeah. That's what happened. That's, and that's I, I think the big thing too was like I'm I'm going to be prepared for this. Like I'm going to be I'm gonna do everything I possibly can to get this right. Right. And that's and not it's, a lot of time. It's been a, it's been a, a weeks. No. It's not, not a lot of time at all. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um it's, it's all it's been a, a learning curve the whole six years and I've learned a ton, but especially that those first couple of years it was like in your monitors and you know, mm. playing for way bigger crowds and mm. like having very, very precise songs that were like, this is how these are played. And before it was uh, like, not a jam band by any means, but you know, like I was a lead guitar player. If I, uh, if I you just want some extra few minutes, yeah, just if do I what you want. To, if I want to just kind of run around on something for a minute, it'd be, it, it was no big deal. And it was songs that I'd written and songs we've been playing for years. So it was big comfort level. Yeah. And, um, I think that was a, the other big thing that it taught me too, because I feel like every every little thing that we've talked about's opened some other little door somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. and um, it really taught me to just say fuck it, get out of my comfort level, whatever it is, take whatever opportunity. Like for a while, I was terrified to go do a writer's round. I was like, man, I don't know if I got a good voice. I don't like if 
people can hear me sing, like mm-hmm. it's awkward, it's weird. And finally I was like, no, I have to do this. If I'm going to be in town with the caliber of people who are in this town, I have to at least get up there and sing. I have yeah. to at least get up there and have the confidence and believe in my songs enough to sing them. And I kind of learned that from, if I'm going to do this, I have to at least have the confidence to do this and step out and do it. And I think pushing myself in those, each little opportunity that comes up is the advice that I'd give anybody. Because I get asked all the time, like, mm-hmm. how do I start my music career? I'm like, take every opportunity you can and don't be afraid of it. Mm. Just prepare the best you can and go for it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Another one will come along. Ride that roller coaster mm. and just do everything you possibly can, especially this day and age. Like, the chances of you being like, an artist from start to finish and doing only that and being super fucking huge is pretty tough. Like a lot of people start as a writer. They start as a auxiliary player for a band. Like there's a bunch of different hats you can wear. There's a million different ways you can approach it and just take those opportunities. Don't be, don't be scared to like, Hey, I'm, I'll go run tech stuff for this guy. I'll go, you know, they need like, especially if you're in town and you got friends that are doing good stuff, go, Right with them, like they need tour manager, tour manager, like they need uh, whatever it is. Find those opportunities, take all of them, just do it. And that's not a Nike plug. <laughs> but, <laughs> Hashtag not don't, sponsored. Don't, don't be scared. No fear. <laughs> we had a guest who was a drummer in a band who said that he thinks that like being the merch guy is like the key, like the track to the music industry. <laughs> the Aaron? He, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's told us about. He told us about some guy he knew who like entered through merch and then like became tour manager and then became this and then became like he's like now is so wealthy he never has to work again and he's like meanwhile like he was our merch guy and like meanwhile we were the cool rock star band and like I'm broke as fuck <laughs> now you know like he no, I mean there. it's like any other job like out on the road mm-hmm. everybody's got you know different positions mm-hmm. that you can work up into once you have that experience so especially yeah. if you were. If you're desiring to work behind the scenes, absolutely take whatever you can get. Go be, learn how to rig, learn how to do lights, learn how to, like, whatever that stuff is, learn how to tech, whatever it is, and work your way around stuff, because I guarantee you, like, our, Bernie, my friend that's been with us, he started as a VIP coordinator, Mm -hmm. and it was just to get in the door, and now he's our head tech, backline crew chief, stage manager, and, like, every, every time he's done something, and moved up in some capacity once he's gained that experience. Yeah. And I think that's it. that kind of speaks to a lot of people in younger generations and stuff and coming up and just across the board with any job that you're doing that doesn't have to be music. Like, get in, do the dirty work, do the, do the mm. shit job that you think is beneath you. It's not. It's not <laughs> yeah. fucking beneath you. Get in there, work your ass off, and work your way up. Nobody's going to get out of college and go straight to CEO unless you are some kind of genius that designs some kind of crazy app or some shit. And not just a genius, but also incredibly lucky. Yeah. Right. Him and I, we were auto auto detailers together. That's true. We used to clean people's shit out of the cars. And look at you now. And look at us now, man. No, you guys are like, (laughs) that's the Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> really fucked up. <laughs> Should have been on first. You guys have made, <laughs> made a move out Should here from, and I guarantee there's some of that stuff that I detail cars too when I was in high school, yeah. like for 
for car lots and like that is Dude, not an easy job to do for like that's when i started 15 high 20 bucks a day you yeah know, like high school, you'll learn something from through it. college man you get out there and learn something <laughs> dude and it's actually honestly there are a lot of days in the music industry that i miss detailing cars because i'm like man i'm i was out in the sun yep it felt <clears> great because it was it you know it wasn't humidity in in California mm. like it felt great it was just good to be alive I was listening to my podcast and I just had to do a good job at making this thing clean and that was it and like now it's like Man, you it, have some fond so you have some fond memories that time I only did it with oh, yeah. you for like a year but I was every day I was like this fucking blows well you also worked <laughs> for me but yeah yeah it was his company I was just like doing it because I looking for a job but. Like yeah, no, anyway that was that's a whole that's a whole story. that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, we know each other for a long a, time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like almost tempted to go into because it it's a really funny story how that happened, but I won't. So instead, <laughs> we'll just say, no, yeah, it was good. I did it for a long time, and I was out in the sun. I was staying fit, like having a, you know, it was just a more secure. Plus, if you need money as a detailer, if you and like I had a mobile rig, if you need money as a detailer, dude, drop by any business park in America. <laughs> And then walk in and talk to the secretary and be like, does anybody want their car cleaned right now? And somebody does. Yeah. It's like. That was the entire I, business model. Dude, I just used to live like, I need rent. I need like rent. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. due in tomorrow. And it's like, well, I better put in a good day tomorrow so I can have rent. And like, it worked. Mm. It was good days. Good days. <laughs> yeah. now, now you, you Different kinda... times. When a dollar meant something. <laughs> <laughs> America! <laughs> So now you kind of mentioned offhandedly, and it definitely made me curious. You said you do leather working. Yeah. How what? <laughs> how does that happen? That what do you too. make? Um, Can you make me a hat? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll sell it for a wallet. No. <laughs> you want like a like a tri corner pirate hat or like a more than anything colonial, I've ever wanted in my life? Like a colonial hat. <laughs> I don't um, know. What do you make? What do you make out of leather? Corners can you um, do? A lot of guitar straps. I got. Oh, I guitar, guitar I guess that makes sense. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> I do a lot of those for, for friends that are That's playing music cool. and stuff. Yeah. I make wallets, journal covers, mm-hmm. um, bracelets. How'd you get into that? Um, back way up, my granddad on my mom's side was always into woodworking. And he was always doing crafty stuff like that. And he taught me quite a bit. And I kind of piddle around with it in high school. And then whenever I got out of high school and I had, like, buddies with old junky guitars laying around, I was like, I, I can't remember where I saw one, but um, it's, like, online somewhere or something that, like, somebody had hand-carved, like, all this cool shit. And I was like, yeah. I didn't even know you could do that. It's like, kind of want to give that a try. Yeah. So I had my Dremel tool, and I'd, like, my buddy Bernie, he's got it hanging up at his parents' house um, in Raleigh, North Carolina. But um, put this gun on it and, like, all this, like, Western stuff. <laughs> he had this old Strat. It actually turned out pretty cool. And... <clears throat> it kind of evolved from that to carving a couple other ones and then doing more research and seeing like, oh, like people do like these really elaborate tool pick guards mm. and then like a matching guitar strap. So I was looking up those and they were like 250 bucks for a pick guard and like wow. $500 for a guitar strap. And I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to spend that to put on this thing. Holy shit. So in my hometown, um, there's a place called Jackson's Western Store, and downstairs they have a saddle shop, and they do everything from saddles to holster rigs, chaps, everything you can think of, and my buddy Caleb, his mom works down there, and 
So I started going down there just to like get supplies and then I'd kind of like hover around and see what they were doing. And um, my buddy Otter, he still works down there. Um, Otter? Yeah. Nice. Big mustache, like coolest dude. No, he's Tons not, he's not actually an otter. No, no. Okay, just, <laughs> just, just to clarify. Thing. All right. Um, but, uh, dude, what if he was the. We don't know. In Asheville, they can magical be Magical land of Asheville, North Carolina, man. We got animal friends. Um, My so, friend Bambi. Someone's talking to some something down there. Um, but yeah, they, they were all into uh, sass shooting, which is the cowboy action, um, mm. single action. Like, like basically like you've got an alias and it's all cowboy scenarios and go out and shoot like historically accurate firearms That's they cool. were building That's all cool. their own rigs and like chaps and all this stuff and it was just, I always just thought it was so cool and I loved like growing up is all western stuff I loved westerns and so that whole like design style I was like really into I thought it was super cool and I was just like man I really want to figure out how to do this so a couple Christmases I was asking for tools and just this was 15 years ago now mm -hmm. and just kind of started teaching myself some stuff and then going down there and watching them and kind of evolved from there and I huh. once I moved here I carried it over and kept doing it and been able to make some cool stuff here and there mm -hmm. um do you do as a hobby or you like sell anything you make I sell it you do you yeah um do you have like a store we can like link for people yeah um it's called anchorandfield.com well it's anchor and yeah anchorandfield.com I just switched over the, the dot com for it See if I know how to spell. <laughs> it's trying. Your computer struck. It's trying its best. Struck him. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, there we go. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. That Star Wars is so Anchor sick. Field. All right. I better switch over so the people can see. Ooh, I like that. Dude, you, you got a good photographer. <coughs> that is an iPhone on a coffee table. Shut up. Dude. <laughs> Except like, for the one in the middle. That's my buddy uh, Shane. He's a badass knife maker in Arizona. And he took a little product picture for me on that. I was going to say, this yeah, guitar, how that is, cool. that's so cool. Like, Yeah, that's my 98 Les, uh, standard Les Paul, and it just photographs really well. <laughs> it looks good. And, like, I, I mean, it was creative how you did the strap. I think that's really Thank cool. You. Yeah, dude. That's super so, sick. Walter, so let me post the and all sorts of. Yeah, so y'all want to make buy pretty a much Yeah, I'm gonna post the link in chat here so y'all cool. can see. I do, like, mostly custom stuff, so if you got an idea, just holler at me up. Try to figure out how to make something. Out. Oh, thanks, Kevin. You already posted it for me. You're nice. awesome. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Now, I want to get into all the stuff you're doing now, the solo stuff and all that. Um, before we delve straight into it, uh, can we hear another song? Yeah. Um, I can play the new single I'm about to put out. Okay. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it very much. <clears throat> so... I haven't played it in a while, actually, so I shouldn't say very much. I haven't played it in a while. <laughs> yeah, so um, the song's called Runaway. And like I said before, I was like, grew up on 90s country. So that's kind of the the style that my music is kind of taking on. And kind of like a modern twist, I guess. Not necessarily on purpose. It's just like what I like and the sounds I like and the writing I like and the storytelling. Um, so this song was definitely kind of in that little Texas restless heart kind of vibe and love the Eagles too. So like on the recording, there's a bunch of harmonies and guitars and stuff. So um, see if I can get it done. But it's called Runaway and it's uh, about a young couple in love and they're told not to be, and 
they don't give a fuck, so they're leaving anyways. <laughs> so they're running away. <laughs> well, they're headed down that interstate, and they won't be back tonight. Cause that dead in town's just time to waste, so they follow those headlights. From the wrong end of the tracks He had a big bright future A 3A quarterback She worked the diner Friday nights And he would get there after the game and Late night coffee conversations They were planning their escape And they're headed down that interstate and they won't be back tonight that dead in town's just time to waste So they follow those headlights Red wine roses, all they know is love It just feels right Four wheels turning, two hearts burning Gone and don't think twice They're gonna run away tonight Well, his daddy called him crazy Boy, you've lost your mind Finds you a good girl to marry You know she ain't that kind The note they left on that front door Said love is all we need And now they're breaking free And they're headed down that interstate They won't be back tonight Cause that dead in town's just time to waste So they follow those headlights The red wine roses All they know is love that just feels right Four wheels turning, two hearts burning Gone and don't think twice They're gonna run away tonight They left the whole town talking Wondering where they could be and They're headed down that interstate And they won't be back tonight Cause that dead end town's just time to waste So they follow those headlights Red wine roses, all they know is love It just feels right Four wheels turning, two hearts burning It fades out on the CD, so I wanted to do that. <laughs> on the CD, what am I talking about? <laughs> the CD fades out on the, on the internet track. Um, 
So I'm gonna, I want to try to do a live fade out. Hopefully you guys can fix that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix that in post. Bro, uh, fix that in post. Kind of reminded me of Tom Petty a little bit. Cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that comparison. Yeah, that I love cool. Tom. I was Tom like, Petty. I was hearing the harmonies in my head. I was yeah. building it out. Anyway, I don't know what the real track sounds like. Can't wait to hear. I'll it. send it to you at some point. And you can hear. There's a ton of harmonies on it. So yeah. Like I said, I love the Eagles. I love Little Texas, Shenandoah, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And they were like big on those harmonies and Alabama too. Like that was always a favorite. So try to channel that as much as I possibly can. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fun to it's fun to get older and have a little bit of freedom to yeah. to do music like whatever the hell you want. Get older. Yeah. We're not that old. I know, but no, like we're old and we're not old. I'm not yeah. saying like an old man, but we're old enough to like. It's already writing us I'm, off. I'm doing some. <clears throat> I'm doing my own thing right now. I'm um, on my own just for fun, like recording my own song at the moment. Just kind of starting to get back into that. Yeah. And that's how I started. Like that's how I got into into music was like learning Pro Tools to record my own music, and then it eventually like for the first several years I only recorded myself, and then it turned into recording other people. There was a while when I was like in school for for audio where I was like, I hope I like recording other people. I don't know if I will. I've only done me. But now this may completely suck. Yeah. And now it's been like it's like we're talking eight, nine years later, and I almost forget that I ever really did music myself. And so I'm just now like old enough in my early, early thirties to to be like, Okay, cool, I've been recording other people for a minute. I'm gonna keep doing that because that pays the bills. Um, and I really, really enjoy it. And there's so many people I get to work with who are more talented than me. So that's great. But I'm now old enough to start doing my own shit. And I'm doing, I'm channeling what I think is interesting and not giving a fuck about everybody yeah. else, what they care <clears throat> about. Like, it can take off or not. It could, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, uh, like, I hope to God this takes off. Like, don't get me wrong, whoever's listening. Um, yeah. But also, <laughs> like, I think... <laughs> no, it, it doesn't no, really. matter. You heard it here first. <laughs> he does not give one fuck. <laughs> um, but I think that, like, it's especially By being the way, in the business. Spotify music, you want to check them out right now? Yeah. Hey, Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. Um, Apple. But, uh, Instagram. All of them. Any of them. Like, I'll come to your house. Like, whatever you need. Actually, Liz or Floppy, do you mind posting the links? I actually sent them the links earlier. If you need... Um, I think like like especially being in the music and being in the country writing scene and stuff like a lot of times it's super easy to lose sight of putting out music that you love because everybody's chasing that next hit that next song that's like oh what's popular now and it's really easy I don't think it's a bad thing because like it's it's part of any profession that you're in you got to chase down that next thing um and that next money maker, all that, all that good stuff. But I think it's really easy to get kind of caught up in that. And I think some, like especially right, I know a ton of really good writers, a ton of like great performers out there. I think sometimes they just need to put out something that they don't give a fuck about being a single or be, be like, I love this song, I care about this song, I believe in this song, I'm putting it out. And that's kind of the approach that I've been really trying to take in my solo stuff like i hope to god people like it because i like it but at the same time like the reason i'm putting out the songs isn't because i'm like oh man i think this is gonna like get up there and compete with i don't know whoever florida georgia line yeah florida georgia line's <laughs> next song like it sounds like one of the like it because i don't sound like that and don't plan on sounding like that no offense to anybody but um i'm just putting out songs that i believe in care about and i've written on and 
love the story too, or I love the the melody too, and I feel like it fits what I'm doing. And that's been my approach, and I'm gonna keep that approach as long as I possibly can with just putting out stuff I believe in. Yeah, that's so, cool. How long have you been working on this particular project? Gosh, about a year and a half now. Okay, so um, it's still pretty new. Yeah, still yeah. it's still really new. I mean, I think there's, what, three songs on Spotify right yeah. now, right? Yeah, this will yeah. be the fourth single, and I'm kind of just working on singles right now because it's a good way to kind of yeah. keep people involved nowadays with Instagram and how quick stuff moves, and mm. you can spend a bunch of money and drop a whole record of, like, ten songs, and in three or four months, I guarantee somebody's going to be like, when are you putting out new music, man? When you, hey, when are you putting out a new song? So... <laughs> Yeah. You get that you can kind of like the attention span of people has gotten pretty short these days. So it's it's beneficial to just like crank out songs and put out put out singles and keep people interested and you can kind of keep chipping away at it. Yeah. In a maybe slightly cheaper way, I guess. I don't I don't know if that's a good way to approach it necessarily but um well yeah it's more affordable know. to do one song than yeah. twelve. And you can promote the shit out of <laughs> yeah. it for couple months and put out another one and then mm-hmm. put out another one and i think it's also beneficial at the start of your artist career to do singles from the standpoint of like you don't know who you are yet mm-hmm. you know what i mean and not that you don't know who you are you have a starting yeah. point or not, like no offense but like just each song is going to develop a little further and you yeah. hit these certain creative milestones where you're like oh i would never do x y and z on a track and then yeah. you're like oh wait a minute yeah <laughs> maybe i would or you you work with a, a certain person who challenges you in a way or after this third song you're like okay I, I did what I want I said what I wanted to say there from a music standpoint I wanted you know what I mean and then you come up with a new thing and you're like okay let's just throw out one song in this style and just see what happens hmm. and and either then you're like ooh this is the direction or you're like uh, okay that, that was yeah. come back well, I think as an artist cool. too like, like people like as an artist you want to hear yourself evolve you want to hear the next song you put out sound better than the last song. You right. want it like you want that gratification. You want the fans and stuff to hear, like, oh damn, like that sounds really good. And like I love that last song, but wow, listen to that. Like yeah. you want to keep keep the interest, keep wowing the crowd. You want to keep challenging and wowing yourself as well. And um there's certain stuff that I've heard even in the three singles that I've put out so far and in this fourth one, I'm like, cool, like I'm hearing like myself come out of this now instead of just like yeah. i'm gonna i want to try something i don't know, I don't know. like mm-hmm. i feel like like you said like start really finding your identity and you find your your space to to live in artistically so what got you um trying to do the solo stuff and like you're you're still in <clears throat> three doors but you're also doing your solo stuff and like has that been hard to navigate or is that easy no, to do been pretty or? easy so far i think um like it's good because like our fans enjoy it. Um, whenever cool. I put out music and the band's supportive of it too, they think it's cool. So um, I think it, like, I think the only thing would be weird is if I came out with like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna go play Three Doors Down songs at this club down the road." They'd be like, "What? No." Yeah. <laughs> so I think like it's a completely different genre, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just doing my thing. And that's really cool that they're supportive. Yeah. Because I feel like there would be bands that wouldn't be. Yeah. I'm sure there are somewhere, but fuck those guys. So yeah. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> nice. So, um, wait, yes. Yeah, so, so back to the first question. Like, so what, what got you interested in doing that? And how is it, 
how is it morphed from, oh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, like, maybe I'll put out a song to, like, no, I'm going to kind of pursue this and build this into a thing, which is, like, um, another level. I think it, it, it goes back to that, like, pushing yourself and different opportunities and all that kind mm. of stuff. Because um, when I was in living in North Carolina playing in the campaign and writing music, I was I was still sitting at the house and singing songs that I was writing, and we'd, we'd play acoustic sets sometimes, and I'd sit there and play you know, like Rolling Stone songs or, like, whatever country stuff that I thought was cool that I wanted to play. And, like, we'd, we'd play these old places, and people were like, that's cool, man, you got a good voice. And I'd be like, I don't know, I'm awkward. I just play lead guitar. I'm just this yeah. <laughs> so I think, that, like, the, the idea had always been there and the drive had always been there for me to get up there and sing and do it myself. So I think, like, through the, the evolution of the band and, like, where I went with Three Doors and what I started doing here in town and, like, writing with more people and um, I think it all just kind of evolved in that direction. Like, once we started playing and singing with people and other friends were like, dude, why aren't, like, like you're playing in this big band, why aren't you being an artist, too? Like, why aren't mm. you doing your own thing? And, it, like, it, for, it felt like like two years ago that like never even dawned on me for some reason always just like mm. i'm just gonna be this backup dude and i want to really write and then once people were like go be an artist you could be an artist mm. it was like maybe i could so then like cool. once the challenge was kind of there i started being like all right maybe i'm just gonna put music out and see what happens and i put out those two songs and last summer well, yeah at the, like beginning of last summer was like may i think last summer and I recorded him with my friend Max Gabriel, who's an awesome producer here in town. I'd have him do like all my stuff. The dude's just got an amazing ear for everything. Um, great with my vocals, great with recording. He's got like he's really in touch with like that modern sound, and then he can mm. reel it back to the stuff that I want, and but still like keep it current to where it doesn't mm. sound like I'm like totally vintage or something. But um. He started recording that stuff, and I started getting the songs. And then I was playing those songs that I demoed for friends, and they were like, "This is really good. This is cool, man. Like, this has got a good sound. You got a good voice." And then I was playing the writers' rounds. People were like, "You got a good voice, man. Like, get out there and get out there and do it." And I think that was not necessarily like a challenge, but I kind of took it as that. And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna push myself to do this." And it was like I said earlier, like yeah. just taking every opportunity I could because other writers were like, "Hey, you want to play this writers' round with me?" And now it's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm hosting one April 17th at Whiskey Row with all my friends that I've been writing with for the past couple of years. And so if you're in town in Nashville, <clears throat> definitely yep. hit that up. Wednesday, April 17th, mm -hmm. it's uh, Whiskey Row down on right. Broadway. I think you posted the thing for that on, on your yeah. Instagram, right? <clears throat> yeah. I think where's I saw Whiskey, that. Where's Whiskey Row? Um, I think Is it's, that a new place? It's new on the corner. Bar. Yeah, it's Dirks Bentley's place. It's like right on the corner. Um. Where oh, oh I heard about that. Up from it's like yes. the other corner. Is that, that fairly way. new? Whis is whiskey that fairly new or am I crazy? Years, it's been around for two okay. years now, I think. Yeah, Whiskey Row. Um, <clears throat> every time I want to go there, like every time, like so, as a Nashvilleian, like you don't go to Broadway that often, but when I do, every time there's like a private event there, and I can't yeah. go. Like <laughs> it's, every a, it's time. a popular place. They keep that place slammed. Yeah, they do. And even even on normal nights, it's one of the most packed bars on Broadway. So do people need spot. tickets for no. your writer's night, or you just no. show up? Just show your ass up. Nice. Come on out. Cool. Ton of great Sounds writers. 
a lot of my like closest friends in town are are playing on it, and they're way more talented than me. Mm-hmm. And great, awesome, awesome songs. Yeah, so that's a week from today. So yep. next Wednesday. <clears throat> Yeah. Next Wednesday night, if you happen to be in Nashville. Starts at 7, we'll probably go till about 11. There's 12. Very cool. And what is 12 riders. Just, it's probably of interest to some people. Like, Nashville is very unique in having riders arounds. Yeah. I don't think it exists anywhere else that I know you find, of. Like, it's, it's basically an open mic night, but you're doing original songs that you've written or have written with other people. And it can be pretty raw. So, you know, you get anybody up there who's just an amazing writer, maybe not a great singer. It's like just a way to showcase songs that you've written. So it's a pretty intricate part of being a, a songwriter, and it's a very um, – it's a staple thing that writers in town do because uh, you meet other writers to get other rights. And also a lot of people have played writers' rounds, and some artist was there randomly and cut that song, and it was a number one hit. Or a publisher was there or – any number of industry people, and they're like, "That's a hit." Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's exposure, it's networking, it's a million different little things in one. But it's typically in the round, so it's you know three, four, five, six people, and everybody plays a song, and you go on down the line, and, and everybody does usually like three or four songs depending on the place. But um, I always get inspired when I go to any of them in town that they have writers rounds everywhere in town every night of the week so yeah it's really cool it's part of it's not just like if you come to nashville it's not just broadway you can find live music everywhere and original live music all over yeah so i remember that's like part of your first time you come to nashville you got to play a writer's round you got to do it <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a good time yeah really good time um i played at the listening room last tuesday just like randomly got thrown on the show by my buddy uh, justin Addis, and the guy that was sitting next to me was from Sweden, and he was a singer-songwriter in Sweden. He just came over to see Nashville and try it out, and he ended up on, like, three different writers' rounds and playing Whiskey Jam and stuff, and was like, that's he's doing it right. (laughs) It was phenomenal, too. That's crazy. Yeah, Nashville's really interesting that way. Yeah. I think it might be about time for Crystals. Oh, shit. (laughs) I was wait, I was waiting to bring it up. I didn't know when was the right time. <laughs> yeah. No, just sweet. But I've had it in the back of my mind. We've Nashville enough. Yeah. <laughs> Nashville deser- <laughs> desires our praise. We've <laughs> feeds off of it. <laughs> We've made our, our sacrificial town. offerings. <laughs> <laughs> the Nashville right. is appeased. All right, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into some some deep YouTubing. Yep. And on I, the I, web. I do. I do also want to say, I'm not totally making fun of this. There's a lot of people who believe in this stuff. And yeah, absolutely. And we, and we respect that, and I respect it. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna watch watch a little a few clips. You're gonna kind of yeah. bless, bless guide his us, little heart. Guide us through a few videos. Yeah, uh, and, and the reason we're doing this, by the way, it's not like. Is because you showed me this video last time you were here at the studio. I don't know how we got talking about it. It was very yeah, me either. It was it was entertaining time, and Mm -hmm. so we just want to be a little bit of entertainment for people on the dark web. On the dark dark web, web. yeah. I don't know what the dark web is. I (laughs) assume this is what it's. I don't want to know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say, uh, Taji, hi. He said, "Who's this beautiful man?" Holy shit! Well, it's right in the title, man. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Beltonin. Mm-hmm. Uh, bass, bass player for Three Doors Down and also now doing his solo stuff which you can see and we have 
We'll post another link again Look in the chat in a minute. Look up on Spotify. Yeah, Google it. Google that shit. All right, so so what am I searching here? Cause I, so when we were at home, me and him apart, by the way, when we were at uh, at home, he was like, dude, like a staff, right after he met you, he came home, and he was like, dude, you got to look up these videos. But he couldn't find them. He couldn't remember what it was right. called. Um, let me think here. Because um, <laughs> like I said. Sure. Joshua P. Warren, I've known him for a minute. Mm-hmm. Hung out at his house. Very nice dude. Like we're gonna get it's it's more about what he's talking about, less about the person. I don't want to say absolutely. Any, I don't want to say he's a bad person. I don't want to make fun of him. Right. But the person is he's a good, got magic wands. A good person. He just happens he's to selling magic wands. Sell magic this, wands. This I mean, this is which this, is this also speaks to like a good portion of like wacky Asheville. It's so part of it's, Asheville it's a good culture. it's a good little little piece of Asheville culture. <laughs> We've talked a lot about Nashville now. Drop the N. Yeah. Asheville. Right. Asheville. Yeah, I know. A couple times I felt like I almost wanted to clarify, like, yeah. Asheville and Nashville. They're different places, I promise. Especially if you say any kind of southern accent. It's kind of, <laughs> of like Nashville. Asheville. Was there an N sound in there somewhere? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so so what's uh, what's his name or his channel or what am I? Uh... See, Joshua P. Warren. Here, let me make this bigger so we can see. This is like as much as, as your uh, laptop can handle. Oh, wait, Justin. Can That's OBS, not yet. What was it? Joshua. Joshua. P. They can't Warren. see it yet. I'll, I'll let them see it when. Um... Wishing machine. That's a good one. You can just start Wishing there. machine. So, this is a guy, a friend of yours that you grew up with. Right? I wouldn't necessarily call him a friend. A guy it's a guy you... I know. I haven't seen him in years. Mm. Um, we found out many times we had great conversations. This one, the stuff. He, he is a very sweet man. He's a very nice guy. He's very into. Do Some want- wacky stuff. He's done, he's been on Travel Channel. He's been on Ghost stuff. Like so again, oh, wow. all due respect. I'm not, not saying anything on. bad about the man. Because he's he's a nice guy. But this this wishing machine is pretty wacky. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, hey, if you're out there listening, maybe you buy one of these damn things. I don't know. It might bring you some money. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. People can still hear us, right? They can still hear okay, us. So we but can, they can't see us right now. They can only like see the screen. Reaction. But yeah. they can't see us. They just see the video. Okay. Yeah, they can't see us. You can just, you can Imagine just a box oh, wait, no, this is a great that idea. can make your wishes <laughs> come <laughs> true. Both good ones and bad ones. A simple, elegant interface between your brain, your consciousness, your desires, and the cosmos. Does it seem unbelievable? Do you know a man died yes. in prison for discussing this? Do you know legal judgments have been passed against those who say it works? I did not. In the United States and abroad, offices have been raided and books have literally been burned for revealing what you will learn here. Is it good to share this knowledge? Or should this, this information hype. be shrouded forever, hoarded by only a shrouded. few? It's a box with simple There's knobs. literally tens of people that are going to know about this now. And an output. This has 73,000 views. Can this really work? Oh, Millions shit, really? of people <laughs> yeah. over the decades will tell you yes. It may be the holy grail of technology. It's oh, weird shit. in every way. A proper name eludes us. So we call it simply the wishing machine. I'm Joshua P. Warren. When I wrote the wishing machine workbook, I didn't know what to I expect. Know, yeah. There's I mean, a work. These are radionic yeah, we, printed we designs, and I'd had a great deal of, of success using them in my life. But I wasn't sure how well they would work for other people. 
And you can imagine just how impressed I was after a few weeks to have received stacks and stacks of grateful letters from people claiming that the information in the wishing machine workbook had improved their lives. Had improved okay, their finance. Video. That was enough for that. Yeah, you can, I mean, okay, so that's you can, you can kind of fast forward. And, and sure. Just, yeah, let's let's we'll jump ahead a few minutes. It was like a you got to scratch this thing, and put money on it, it, and claiming great. Oh, you got to turn these dials that aren't connected to shit. <laughs> Here is essentially what's in the box. How these boxes is employed. Oh, right. here's how it's deployed. Perfect. Here we have a metal input plate, and here we have an output plate, also known as a stick plate. So the first thing we want to do is put something on the input plate to represent what you want to affect. Because radionics sure. is based on the idea that everything in the universe, every concept, every combination of circumstances has its own sort of frequency, what we call a rate. My wife loves that shit. So you want to first find the rate <laughs> for what you want to deal with. She loves with. talking about the frequencies so of shit. let's say, for example, we have a guy named Joe. And Joe has lost his job. for Yo, I think we showed her. The first thing we want to do is represent the concept of Joe without money. You can do that in many different ways. It's similar to creating a specimen for some type of a voodoo experiment. In fact, a lot of people call this techno-shamanism. But here's one way you could represent it. Techno if we have shamanism. this piece of paper, we can write on it, Joe can get out Great man name. And maybe Joe even signs his name. And then we might even take one of Joe's hairs and tape that onto it. You could have, you could put well, yeah, a picture of it. You, you need the hair for shamanism. You have to? to represent yeah, I said Joe. we might. But well, how else would you know who it is if they don't pull the hair or some Jerry's blood or something? <laughs> so we're going to take this sample, this specimen, yes. and we're going to put it on the input plate. Now the next thing we have to do is find the frequency for Joe without money. Here's where the knobs come into play. <laughs> While we have this on the input plate. So wait, whether you're rich or poor is a different frequency? You would then gradually turn the first knob. The knob can go from zero to 10. As you turn the knob, turn that you stroke, stroke the output plate or the stick plate. Now it's a plastic surface. And it feels Strap rather smooth. <laughs> but as you turn this knob, there will come a point when something weird like happens. Mystery All of a sudden, the smooth surface will feel sticky. Like it grabs your finger. This, this, this could be a whole a separate podcast. <laughs> I really want some like, money that to appear on the output plate or some shit. That's what I want to happen. Indicates <laughs> you have reached You're like, oh shit, right I need to get one of those. You with your right terms. You know knob. it's called the output plate. So let's say that happened on this knob when we got to the number Techno-shamanism is real. So now we move to the next knob. And we do the same thing. We turn it clockwise. It's so accessible. Anybody, how much do these things cost? I gotta know. How much do cost? I want to say they're $200. $200? <laughs> um, Does he have like a DIY kit? He's got that box. He's been stroking that box. And this time, and every time he puts it on, he gets two hundred dollars. Okay. 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 I'm sure. I'm sure everybody's no, here. Like this, him and right. Addison can't tell what the. This whole thing, like you're going down a dark, dark hole with this. <laughs> Maybe like. Just shorter clips, but maybe like okay, let's okay, just do sure, like two, sure, sure. Let's do a couple um, more short clips. Just, just my favorite yeah. one is if, if when we go to his channel, find the rubies. <laughs> okay, the I'll look at rubies. that. I'll, I'll it's just bless his heart. Rubies and <laughs> IES, right? Is there two Bs? There's the e... rubies. The sigil one. Sigil one, classic. Everyone knows what the I sigil don't know one. What that is. Um, That's got to be some kind of nude. 
it's, it's on it's on 2019. It's on his channel. Oh, absolutely. I'll, go, I'll just go to his channel directly. He has 164 videos. That's that's several videos. UFO crash debris. Uh, oh, I can just search his channel, huh? Uh, scroll down. Okay, let me go back. Uh, oh, see, uh, golden ruby fortune maker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Looks like a compass. Oh, it's a mm. golden ruby. Be amazed what you can find at Hobby Lobby. Hello, I am Joshua <laughs> P. Warren, and I am ready to tell you about my new project. I'm ready to listen. My latest experiment. I know that you're going to find this interesting because it has to do with attracting money and prosperity. Dude, he's and big abundance. on attracting money. You know, that's that. one of my favorite things to explore. And Which I a lot feel of like he's probably attracting a good amount of money through all these videos. Yeah. Well, well that's what, this one only has 360 views compared to the other one. 73,000. So, so maybe this is the one where people fall follow. Of well, he crossed the line. <laughs> I made a purchase right here in Asheville. Are we logged into your account? I don't like it. So that way you suggested this for the rest of your life. It's all going to get tracked back. Uncut He's going to be on that wishing box like Murder Justin. <laughs> murder Justin. <laughs> see, Dialing in my infinite demise. Those are not rubies. Those are uncut. Okay. Raw. Raw. In, in the most powerful form. Of course, once you cut them, it loses some of the it essence. Lo it loses some of its bio essence. For wealth, bio I feel like there's no way energetics. he must be making some money if those are All real rubies. And that's not a big surprise. I'm pretty sure he does seminars. You have the whole idea of rubies <laughs> being associated oh, we got to see if he's coming to Nashville. Oh, okay, let's, let's go to the close-up. Let's go to the close-up. There you go. And I realized okay. that if I put this special lid on top of it. Now, this is something that I created. It's a copy this has a compass. <laughs> that's, that's a scrapbook. And radionically speaking. Really? You're like, I've been all what over the world. Here's my scrapbook picture. You put that compass right on that motherfucker. <laughs> you can tag that lid and right into your scrapbook. This radionically oh, represents the energy of this ruby radiating in every single direction all around you. And I found okay. that... Yeah, I mean, there are a little bunch of places pointing different directions. Just one ruby. And put it in this configuration and put it in your pocket or your purse or some kind of a sleeve. <laughs> Every single <laughs> time, I was having amazing luck. I mean, I won thousands Why don't you just put the ruby in your pocket? Why do you need the thing? You need a compass to tell which way the, oh, the I ruby even, needs to I didn't even think about that. You're obviously right. Obviously. <laughs> But I won a lot Sound of money. At one point, I took one quarter and put it into a machine and won five hundred and twenty dollars. That's a document. Oh shit! Five hundred twenty. How many times did he have to try that to get the five hundred and twenty though? Yeah, he spent like eight grand trying to get that shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the Vegas. I don't know, man. <laughs> that, um, as usual. If anyone's got ruby magic, it's people running Vegas. If you fast forward, you mm -hmm. do get a certificate of authenticity. What? <laughs> That's what sold me on it. I'd like for you to have something that you get instantly that will also help you get your mind sort of in a sure. new place, shall we say. That we don't have to wait for shipping. Attracting yeah. Yeah. abundance and magic. One of my, my good friends like this. out there in Las Vegas is Colonel John Alexander. Now, if you've ever seen Colonel. the movie The Men Who Stare at Ghosts. He looks like a ghosts, weird Will Shatner. The, one of the leading okay. characters is played by George Clooney, and George Clooney's character is based upon Colonel John Alexander. His history, his resume is unbelievable. The books he's written, 
the, the world travels that he's had. And, and he doesn't mind being called one of the men who stares at ghosts. I guess when George Clooney plays you in the movie, you, know, you accept that that's a pretty cool... I wouldn't mind that either. I kind of feel like he's rambling a little here. So that's, when I was uh, in Vegas... He, just, he met the man Colonel who stared at ghosts and he was like a little starstruck. A remote viewing technique. Oh, God We're going real deep. Man, I told you this is a, a black hole. <laughs> me, my dad, and my sister used to listen to Art Bell all the time. Did you ever hear Art Bell? Yeah. yeah. They, they talk about remote viewing a lot. I still don't know what oh, it is. This is remote viewing technique that could be applied to many, many, many things oh, in life. Not just gambling, all kinds of things. So, you get the radionic container and you get the instructions exactly how to use this, signed by me. You That's a lot of directions. Instantly, the bonus video that will teach you this remote viewing technique that you can even teach your friends and loved ones. And I believe that uh, all of this will really kick off a new year for you in great, abundant, prosperous style. So. Well, not nice. Yeah. Okay, kick so, off the new year. <laughs> um, I guarantee he's he probably sold all those damn things. I guarantee you did. Dude. Um, which is, a, you know, this is the interesting part about it. If people that, um, are buying it? Yeah, but, which, you know, there's, there's something. Yeah, looking at us. You know, there's, there's something to, um, I think that's what, like, like I said, he's, he's a very nice guy. Oops. Been for years. Um, yeah. But at the same time, there's something something to it that you get kind of like, eh, when, when you're preying on people's, like, desperation for money. <laughs> that, like, that. Kind of, you get like, damn, dude, come on. Like, you're selling, <laughs> but the thing selling is, nonsense. But it, somebody is, really Is it praying him. if he really believes it? Yeah, is that, yeah. you know what I mean? I get, I get, if he really believes it, he's just helping people out. I see it, how you're playing he, devil's He's doing the there. God's <laughs> work. He's doing God's work. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing there. No, <laughs> no I don't, I don't, I don't, I, 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 stop me if I'm going too far down the, the trail here. But um, I, I think it's always curious to me. When I see, okay, like I can believe if you have one weird belief, like if you believe in the wishing machine, but in every other way, it's only one. I feel like I'm the exact <laughs> opposite though. Like if you believe in that wishing machine, you're done. You better believe in all that other <laughs> yeah. shit. Like you better just like. Go why ahead. would you pick that one? Why would you pick that one yeah. weird fucking thing? <laughs> what well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you're coming to me and you're like, you're basically normal, but then you're like. Hey, did you know? Here's this one suppressed piece of technology. I still believe we landed on the a man moon. Died in prison the Earth is round. <laughs> all yeah. that other stuff. I feel like that's I might absolutely be more to it. like everybody that bought that's a flat earther. <laughs> oh, a hundred. Yeah. You can't not be. It not be. At, at that point, you just have to it's, accept it all. Yeah. Oh my God. When you so, accept it all. I feel like. Wait a minute. So you're telling me there's a wishing machine, but there's also a golden ruby. Yep. And uh, what was the other one? He did magic wands too. Magic right? wands. He did magic wands. And there's, like and there's antique all of it. things with crystals and just. Uh, Why is all of it? Know. All of it's true. All of it's true. It's a little far. To be yep. fair, you know so my, my wife bought Himalayan sea salt rocks <laughs> that go into a big metal bowl with a light bulb in it. Because uh-huh. it heats it up, it looks cool. And put and, <laughs> yeah. and what does it do? It Ambiance. like uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's what it really does. Sesame. But what it's advertised Feng to do, shui. which yeah. is the reason she bought it, 
was because it like gets rid of like the negative like ions in the air and vibes and make you a better person. Maybe, I was like, that's bullshit. When we moved out to Nashville, I got to get rid of it. I'm like, we're not moving that shit across the country. Nah. You just got to go. I was going to say, I haven't seen that thing around. Yeah, Kevin says he's pink Himalayan salt for his food. We have some for food too. We have like a grinder. But at least it, look, I feel like that's, nice. that's reasonable. Yeah, that, that's reasonable. It's salt. It's nice. But Is that the salt I use every day? It's not from the rocks. We bought that separate. But yeah, that is pink Himalayan salt, that one. I think oh, we're wow. out. I think we're out. I now. wondered so, why I have such a greater frequency these days. Yeah. <laughs> You're vibrating at a very high frequency. I noticed when I walked in. Um, so how, how I met him um, and how I ended up on that ghost tour. Um, two of my really good friends, uh, their brothers, Caleb Hanks and Micah Hanks. I will actually like to try that beer. Um, so Caleb Hanks and Micah Hanks... Um, both phenomenal musicians. They've both been very good friends of mine. And Micah actually has been podcasting for a very long time. Mm. And I'm pretty sure he's written some books about it. He's got a really cool podcast that I absolutely will support and plug and tell yeah. all your people to check out. It's called The Graylian Report. Graylian. Graylian. Yeah. like that, Gray Alien Report. That's how you brought this guy up to yeah. me. We were talking about so, this podcast. Yeah. Micah, he does it. he's been doing it for a long time. He does radio stuff. He's like... He's he's got a lot of followers on it. It's mm-hmm. it's a great podcast. It's like an hour hit and a half of him talking. I don't know how he does it, but a lot of it's weird news. It's like kind of like just weird shit that you mm. maybe have heard in the news, maybe didn't know about. Like he has interesting guests, and it's from a extremely skeptical point of view. Mm. Oh really? But okay. also like not to where he just shuts everything down. Like no, it's wrong. Shut up. It's dumb. Like he's he's got like a pretty good working scientific mind about stuff which is cool and just it's, it's interesting you guys have to check it out sometime mm-hmm, but um, that's how I met Josh and ended up working on that ghost tour which was like a whole thing now if you guys are interested in buying one of these items <laughs> if you want a wishing <laughs> Joshua machine. Warren does sell them yeah you know, hey I mean maybe that'll make it better if, if that's for you you know you're really, you're really vibing with it right if now he ends up, if he ends up selling a couple maybe you won't feel bad about me Jabbing at him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you felt your frequency increasing during these videos. Floppy actually says, says he has noticed Ryan's frequency is uh, vibrating rather well these days. Yeah. Wow, thanks, Floppy. Wow, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking of the Himalayan sea salt you've been using. Yeah. 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 Well, and I did, I can't lie, I bought a wishing machine. <laughs> every every <laughs> morning, you're like twisting it up? I was waiting for you to like pull it out from behind me. You're like, oh. That would be that that would have been would amazing. Be amazing I don't think our, budgets, so I don't think our podcast of budget's enough for a wishing machine. I'm so sorry I didn't think of it. I would have saved up many podcast budgets. It'd be like certain weeks, we'd just be like, yeah, what's your favorite drink? Tell me it's water, right? <laughs> we're drinking tonight. Uh, interview. Uh, yeah, what, what were we drinking? Water. water. Yeah, we gotta save up for that why, wishing machine. That's how we're really gonna get big. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, man! Okay, I mean, uh, kudos to him for making a business out of this. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's he's doing better than me, probably. You know, so wishing machine. I think he writes a lot of books too. I don't yeah, know, I don't know. I mean, it's not that painful. I wouldn't even know where to start, but that dude's written some books. And he wrote Haunted Asheville, which was like the the, the like, premier ghost book yeah, or whatever. Like the, it, it was it chronicled all of our little ghosts and legends around Asheville, North Carolina. And oh my gosh, it sold well, and I think it continues to sell pretty well. And That's he's cool. been writing for a long time too. So, like I said, I'm not I'm not totally like making fun of him, other than the, the no, because whatever he's got going is working for him. Pocket rubies and wishing machines are pretty wacky, but dude does some shit. He's been on Travel Channel. He's been on a bunch of TV shows. So that's crazy. Yeah, 
lots of ghosts. And he, he wrote Haunted Asheville, which is what the, the trolley tour that I worked on was based on, which was a lot of yeah. fun. And it was it hopped around to all those little legendary places. And I actually was dressed up and dropped off at those places as whatever ghoul or goblin was haunting the area. <laughs> and I would, like, one of the big ones was a, a cemetery downtown that they would just leave me at for about 15, 20 minutes dressed as this big ghoul. <laughs> the, the tour would come over and I'd just be sitting on this bench and get on me like, ooh. Um, now, are there pictures of that? I hope not. Man, I hope not. <laughs> um, but he did... He sat us down one night, which was pretty interesting after the tour. He's like, I'm going to just give you all the evidence that I've actually found. It was a lot of video stuff, like just raw video footage that he put together of like stuff in Gettysburg that was pretty weird, like like pretty substantial, like full body apparitions of soldiers, okay. like stepping over stuff and disappearing. And then like weird stuff moving around in, in their investigations, like these just stuff that was like kind of unexplainable and strange. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, we picked up a lot of weird EVPs that, like, I don't know if you guys know the electronic voice phenomenon stuff. It's like no. the frequencies that we can't hear, but it can be picked up on a recorder. Oh, yeah, So when you yeah, play yeah. it back, it'd be like there's somebody sitting in here talking to that is like, here's the three of us, but then huh. there's like a fourth person that's like, get out, shut up, you guys are dumb. Like, <laughs> and it's usually something menacing, of course. If you ever course watch a is. ghost show, it's always like, get out. They're never like, <laughs> oh, well, like, welcome to my house. Yeah. Why don't you sit down and have some tea? But yeah, he had some pretty, he had nice some pretty compelling the nice ones. Where have all nice ghosts gone? Yeah, they're never like, hey, you yeah. guys want, you guys want some candy? Like, <laughs> it's never like that. It's always like, get out. <laughs> Was that Herbert? Leave my arm. <laughs> <from Fendigo? No. laughs> I guess it could have been. Would you guys like some candy? Uh, Zeno, hey Zeno, he says, when are you coming to South Florida? Do you mean when are we going to South Florida? Or when are he going to South Florida? You guys, want, you want them in South? Florida. I think that's a very different thing. I'm thinking him because we I'm don't just, tour in a band. <laughs> Do we not? <laughs> Do we not? I thought no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, oh man, Google, Are you going to Google, South Google the dates. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't think Three Doors isn't going down there anytime mm. soon until the 2020 tour, and then which is fun to say 2020 2020 2020, 2020 tour. 2020. Um, 2020 tour. Come on, JT. But um, I'm gonna try to get down there with my solo stuff. I got a lot of family in the Tampa St. Pete area, so mm-hmm. um, love to get down there and play for them, and then kind of wagon wheel out of Tampa and hit some other spots because. It's you can get to a lot of cool places around there. So and I love Florida. I know it's a crazy fucking wacky place, but mm-hmm. I've been going down there since I was a kid, visiting family and stuff. So I love it. Yeah, you seen all the Florida man stuff? Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Mine was like a like if you search my birthday it was a July thirteenth. Mm-hmm. It was a, a armless man stabbed tourist from Chicago in street. <laughs> Have you seen this, Ryan? Have you no. heard of Florida Man? It's no. pretty great. Florida, <laughs> Florida Man is the essence of everything that's insane about Florida. Because uh, all the headlines always say, Florida Man does this fucking insane thing. And so it became a thing. You type in your birthday and Florida Man and whatever the headline is. Like, you know, you post it around on Facebook. Oh. Old people shit, you know? I see. Uh, really, Floppy? Uh, really, search- Floppy Donga shares a birthday with you. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking should be. <laughs> That's floppy dongus. Floppy dongus. You're, you're famous. August 26th. You Google it right out. Florida, Florida man. man. All right. Live on the show. Revealed for the first time. Florida man arrested by police after demanding cash and donuts from Krispy Kreme. 
Right. That wasn't that That's funny. about boring no. as hell, man. Yeah, that's, that's like the lamest one you can get <laughs> yeah. of all so the things out there. Search, search. I don't I actually never have. Let's do it live. Wait, do it right wait this, this is, is a real now. news story? Is yeah. that the thing? Yeah, yeah they're all real. They're all that's real. the thing. Oh, it's crazy. I'm, I thought it was a joke mythical character. I feel like character. you can maybe do no. it for, for a lot of states, but the Florida one. Florida one's just the best. Perfect. Florida man puts semen in co-workers' water and... <laughs> November 9th. Oh, shit. <laughs> I got more here. I also got Florida man tells his cop his name is Ben Dover. <laughs> you the jackpot on yours, man. Damn. Oh, God. I got more here. Uh, Florida man charged with exposure at Pensacola Strip Club. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm. Classic Florida man gimmick. Mm. Florida man who mailed mm. pipe bombs to Trump critics pleads guilty. Oh my god. That was a, that was a real thing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, that's a terrible that's a, segue. I was going to say it's a perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly how that fell into our lap. Um, but you got you had the opportunity to play yeah. for the president of the United States. Yeah. That's How was that? Of, of, of incredible. America. Of America, of America. correct? Yeah, okay. United yes. States of America. That's the 45th right. president of the United States. Um, it was incredible. And uh, I always tell people in, in interviews and stuff, like, I don't give a fuck about your politics. Sure. Okay. I got to play for the president. Yeah, you got to pay them. I got to it was play, the inauguration, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, I got to play on like the lawn in front of the Lincoln Memorial. That's nuts. There's thousands and thousands of people there, no matter what anybody says. I saw them with my own eyes. And... Just tons of military, the, the all the the staff, um, everybody who was working behind the scenes was awesome because there's a lot of controversy around it. Right, of course, yeah. Um, As there is with everything these days. Yeah, yeah, everybody. There's a bunch of people that pitch fits and stuff, but we did it anyways, and I think that was yeah smart. Like we, it sounds crazy we to turn to do that it. down. Yeah, I mean, you to play in D.C. from the Lincoln Memorial yeah. for the president at the inauguration, which has only been. A few of those since our history started. Yeah. You know what I mean? 45. 45 of them, yeah. <laughs> since our history yeah. started. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, it was an absolute honor. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah? Yep. Absolutely. That's cool. Well, like I said, I don't give two fucks about Yeah, the politics, politics has nothing to do with shit. it. It's just, yep. yeah. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to, like, we got a bunch of stuff for it, and... Oh. We had we had like soccer moms attacking us in weird ways and stuff, and it was just it was embarrassing Ugh. for them. Like I like, like I feel sorry for the people that it like get that bent out of shape over. Oh my God, they're playing they're playing for the president. I, I don't like that president. I'm gonna get on there and tell him to go die and like just horrible horrible shit. That I was like I don't know you. This is weird. And all I did like I never responded to anybody. I just blocked them. Yeah, he just like settled down. Karen, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was stuff like it was it was mostly like. Like soccer moms and weird shit. You're like, you're like, damn, y'all. Like, you're gonna like say this like really messed up stuff to a total stranger. Yeah. Like, so to be clear, you were a, you were a band that performs for people, and then somebody asks you for to perform, and they happen to be the president this time instead of just like a random booking agent in Tallahassee, <laughs> yeah. and you were like, yes, we'll play. What an honor! And then people told you to die. Yeah. That's Absolutely. That is that's insane. <laughs> and that was like some of the nicest things people told right. us to do was Damn. die. Was, uh, yeah. But like my favorite thing about it is it was we announced it like two weeks, three weeks leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, SNL got a hold of it, which like I'll go on the record. SNL is not funny. There is nothing yeah. funny. It hasn't been funny 
It's been a while. Probably Chris 10 Farley. or 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris or, Farley. Or what's his name was funny. Will Ferrell. Like those Will those Ferrell. early yeah. days of them. Like, Adam Sandler. It was Sandler. funny. It is no longer funny. It it's, is dumb. Yeah. And I'm with they you. got a hold of it. And it was kind of an honor because it's like, oh, shit. Like, they're, they're making fun of us on SNL. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And then it went away. Like, I think that there's, like, this initial knee-jerk reaction where they're like, yeah, maybe if we attack them on the internet, they won't do it, and then we'll feel vindicated. But we did it anyways, and then it, it just went away. Like You, it, like, have to at that yeah, point. Right, yeah. you're not going to back down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kidding Especially, me? like, some dipshit on the internet. Yeah. Because fucking no Karen to, no with, like, the short cropped on the hair. internet. <laughs> Like forty-year-old mom. Yeah, I mean, like she got, got that face that just says, "Like I want to see a manager." You know what yeah. I mean? Like that girl. Like, yeah. like what are you? Yeah. Well, shut up, Karen. Okay. Um, <laughs> but and that was the thing. like we went and did it. Excuse me. And it was you know it was an honor and it's something that, like um we did that and it has like honestly like it never affected anything about. The career, like we've we've Wasn't had, that great? same people coming out to the shows. We've had like our records did great that whole weekend because it was great exposure. Yeah. And then, if anything, there was more people that were like, "Hey, like I'd never really heard of you guys until you did this, and I want to listen to you now." That's Good. cool that you guys stood up and did that. And Wasn't that's, it great? Like you, uh, for you, that's a memory you'll have for your whole life. You you decided yeah. to not back down under pressure. And so for the rest of your life, you're going to be proud that you did that. Absolutely. For the people who got upset about it, for like one to three days, they had a conniption yeah. and <laughs> tweeted on a random band's Facebook and then moved on and will never think about it again. Nope. No, they're, they're upset about other things now. Yeah. They yeah. Moved, in 15 <laughs> they minutes, just, they were pissed off about something else. And that, yep. Yep. I think it speaks like very much to our current mm-hmm. political climate and times and Chaos. just the, the internet and like the weird anonymity you can have on the internet and say horrible, horrific things that if you said that to somebody in person, you'd probably get the shit knocked out of you. Mm-hmm. But they won't do that in person. But they won't do that in person. Unless right? there's like a thousand of them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of it too is like, I think people are just, like they, they're handed everything now. Not necessarily like monetarily but you got everything at your fingertips it's like all the information you could ever ask for like you got all these different things to make your life very easy and people are looking for something anything Mm -hmm. to have like a big purpose and i think a lot of it sometimes ends up being something internet focused and i don't Mm. know if that's healthy (laughs) i don't don't know like i (laughs) yeah i don't know anybody who like i don't know like work 60, 70 hours that week and still had time to get on the internet and tell me to die for playing for the president. You know, I think they're like, I think anybody else who's like, oh, fuck, I'm tired. Oh, they're doing that? Uh, whatever. I'm going to bed. I got to work in the morning. And I'm not saying like everybody who gets on and like mm-hmm. does whatever on the internet doesn't have a job, but I feel like there is like a little bit of like kind of lack of purpose going around mm. these days where well the thing is it's like if you could know. find the right controversy you could like blow up your blog and mm-hmm. like you could become kind of <laughs> yeah. famous or, or like make some money from your ads if you can just like yeah. if you can just spark people to be mad it's that outrage yeah. culture that yeah. outrage will, mm. pr- will make money for you and sad yeah. but which is nuts I got a question okay do, on SNL I, I'm gonna have to watch that yeah like, I didn't I didn't know about that SNL we'd have to dig that. for it I think yeah. like they they 
went back. It was it was just like, oh, they got a high-caliber band like three doors down to play. It was stuff uh, like that. Mm. Just little jabs. It wasn't anything. It was like the, the news update or something? Yeah, it was, it was stuff like that. Okay, uh, I was going to ask you if it was like an actual skit, and I wanted to know who played you, <laughs> but never mind. I wish it would have been. <laughs> Do- <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I, I, yeah, I'm like, yeah. who could have played? No, I'm like, I don't know. Really. Like, my my head, but that's just going to be offensive, so let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> that's another... yeah. Oh, man. That's a well, that's awesome. Strange that, turn. That, so, anyway, that, well, that was a great uh, accomplishment. Yeah. Well, cool thing. Really cool. Wait, did you actually did you get to see the president? Did you get to meet him? Didn't get to meet him. Um, they had him like behind bulletproof glass. Could imagine. Yeah. We played, and then Toby Keith played. Mm. Nice. So they kind of. Moved everybody you, around pretty could fast. Could you see him from where you were? Yeah, no? I mean, he was like 10 feet away. Like him oh, and dang. the whole first family was like 10 feet away. That's, That's nuts. And he was clapping. Like everybody knew the songs. Like they're singing along to it. And you're standing like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, Yeah. So I I remember one of my big Three Doors Down memories was um, right after 9-11. I remember the song Here Without You came out. Mm-hmm. And the video had a, a lot of clips of... Um, just vets and people overseas. Yep. Sorry, not vets. People who are active military. Yep. And I, I believe... We've I always did. had a big um, support for military, police, first responders, all that kind of stuff. And um, especially then, like, um, When I'm Gone was a big one. Mm. And Here Without You, of course. Like, I mean, just the words to that are not just military, but anybody who ends up being away from their families or loved ones for extended periods of time. I'm here yeah. without you. Like, it's... I mean, it speaks to the pretty pretty profound lot of people who are, are traveling or away from their families for any amount of time, and a lot of people can identify with that, I think. And yeah, um, it was just kind of a natural thing. Like, it wasn't just, yeah, we support them, but I think too like even pretty much every time we play a show anytime we have a meet and greet somebody comes up and is like hey your songs got me through my deployment oh wow that's amazing that's huge like there's like they're in they're doing things that your average american couldn't even imagine and to have them come up and be like wow this is this got me through this is is pretty profound it's like why you why you do music personally like i think that's that's why so the people listen to your songs and get through the day. Maybe not just military, but just anybody. Like, you write a song, and you're like, man, I hope hope somebody gets gets something out of this, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Man. And I think Brad's lyrics and just the way Three Doors Down has handled themselves through their career and done stuff for the military and stuff has really spoken to that. And, and just the the caliber of, of people that they are and who they're willing to help and hmm. want to help and be a part of and stuff. It's, hmm. um, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool and I to be a part of to this day. What, how long ago was nine 11? Well, 2001, so 18 years, 18 years later, when I think of nine 11 and think back to that time, like the three doors down song to me here without you was very much a part of the, like, the post nine eleven patriotism that people had and yep. like coming together and supporting the military and 
No, there was there was such like a reconciliatory. I don't want to like and reminisce there was like, about nine eleven right yeah. now. Yeah, but there was like but, five solid minutes where the whole country was like united. Yeah, 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 yeah it, was it was kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> In a terror, it was like a terrible situation. It's a shit takes, show now. <laughs> yeah, it sucks that it takes a tragedy, but yeah. Um, but I, I some do, things just bring bring everybody together. Do you remember mm. the feel feel of like tension, relaxation of just like oh we're all on the same side right now. Yeah, we're all Americans. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So I you mean, Canadians you watching, hoping, you don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> floppy. Um, I know you're Canadian. We're all you always Canadians. hope we can get back to that without a tragedy. Like, there's, there's got to be some be kind of common ground we can come together on. <laughs> just gotta, I mean, it's the wishing but, but mission. It's the wishing yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Maybe it is, man. Pocket pocket rubies for every family. <laughs> for every family in America. That's the charity we're starting today. Right before you were about to go to this deep, deep... We were on to something, man. We were on to something. We almost yeah. says, like, came up with world peace just now. We were on to something. And then we hit the wish shit. No! <laughs> it's all ruined! It's a quest. <laughs> Uh, well, now that you've successfully killed the intense emotional moment we're having. God damn it, no, hold on, America! Uh, I wish this were a real mic stand, I could move. I mean, it is a real mic stand, it's just too, too serious. America, love each other. We're all one, no tragedy. Yeah. That's, Come on, y'all. Moment's gone. Moment's gone. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Well, 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 should we, uh, uh, on, can we do another song? You want, uh, you want two songs or just one? How many you guys normally do? That depends on what I'm going to play next. If, if, I mean, it varies. Uh, if, it's just, if you want one more song, I'll, just, I'll play the one I usually end with. But if not, I can do another. No yeah. matter. Uh, one want? more, and then okay. and then our outro, we like play something from your Spotify. Which we can play you, or we can play Three Doors Down either way. Let's do my Spotify. Cool. <laughs> Get me some plays, man. Damn. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave well, it on loop Okay, so you have to do one line. <laughs> <laughs> I can try to do this one. It's called Wild Mustangs. I'm gonna probably put it out in a in a little while. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so this is a new one. Yeah. It's not the yeah, mo- this is not the next one. one coming out because you played yeah, that one if, earlier. Because right? I was thinking if you're gonna play something from Spotify, probably she's got the highway, which has been mm-hmm. my most recent single. Got it. So I don't want to do like she's got the highway and then she's got it. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drill that shit um, into people's brains. Drill it into their <laughs> brains. Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to do this one. Uh, cool. It's called Wild cool. Mustangs. I wrote it with my buddy, uh, Richard Mitchell. Summer rain beating down the dust Wild Mustangs at the window Running just like me and you, running too When love was all we had Grenadine tequila, got a courage up Roadhouse in Reno, we decided that we should just say I do The church bell drive through Looking back, I wish we had wish we had I think about you almost every night 
Saying, hold me, baby, hold me, baby, hold me tight. I hear the thunder and I feel the wind. There's a storm blowing up from the west again. It's like a goodbye kiss that I can't take back. Like walking away from what we had when we were summer rain and wild mustangs. A crowded freeway and the traffic lights. A song comes on and it feels so right It hits me like it used to do Back when you were right here next to me I think about you almost every night Saying hold me baby, hold me baby Just hold me tight I hear the thunder and I feel the wind There's a storm blowing up from the west again It's like a goodbye kiss I can't take back It's like walking away from what we had when we were Summer rain and wild mustangs up here pretty soon but there is something we have to do that's super important you know what i mean how important maybe the most important thing maybe the entire reason why we started this show the whole reason we're here the explanation for wishing wishing machines (laughs) (laughs) a wish machine will help you with this you say it will or won't 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 Mm. It's true. So we all we have a, we have a There's question. There's no time for an oscillator. <laughs> <laughs> so if you crack open one of those boxes, there's nothing in it, right? Like it's just knobs. It's sure just knobs on wood, right? It's knobs on wood. It's 
It's not connected to anything. <laughs> not the internet tubes. I mean, fuck me if I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not connected to anything. Watch, he's, he's going to call you up and be like, look. He's like, I'm, you I'm, got it wrong. Man. There's wires and stuff, receptors, <laughs> signals being picked up from the universe. Flux capacitor. Um, <laughs> At least one. I'm going to get a letter from his lawyer or something. <laughs> Please redact all your statements about the push machine. <laughs> we wish oh, you would redact all your statements. They don't have they to don't send, send anything. They, they just, just turn the right knobs. Turn the right knobs. It's like it never this happened. Show, it's like this show never happened. <laughs> you just rub that pad enough. <laughs> One day I wake up, I'm like, Tired do you remember it? when Justin was on the podcast? Uh-huh. And, you know, yeah. Huh? Wiped yep. from history. <laughs> so I'm getting, like, the men in black. Yeah. yeah. The neuralizer. Nebulizer. See, they're coming out the new men in black? Yeah. What the hell? It's been, like, hey, a lot of that's years. That's all Hollywood does is recycle yeah. shit. It's like, a whole different everyone. Okay, yeah, I mean, we'll no one's on the it. same. Um, that's a whole other fucking conversation right there with <laughs> Hollywood and it's, I, who hadn't... Uh, the last original thought in Hollywood for movies. I believe it was Rod Serling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rod's Twilight Zone yeah. in the 60s. I mean, everything's, it's like either a book or mm-hmm. let's just remake a classic movie. Yeah. Whiplash mm-hmm. was good. That was original, right? Whiplash was really good. What? Oh. Was it original? I think it was original. Right? I don't know. They just watched like, Drummer's, but it movie? was amazing. I don't think I saw that. Dude, you should watch that movie. It's real good. Really good. It's about Drummer. It's really oh, okay. good. It's yeah, amazing. Blew my mind. One of the best movies I've ever seen, and I am real critical. John Wick is cool. There's a lot John of gun Wick. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Number three is John Wick. You like it? I like guns. I love guns. We have an important. We have an important. We got. We ask every guest this question. <clears throat> what you got? Every single one. Hit me. <sighs> if you had to pick, and you do, and you do. All right. Now here's the important thing, though. It can't come is from... Is this a would-you-rather? It's <laughs> <laughs> not. Ooh, in the future, though? Well, we could have a back When everybody knows there. this question already... Some, like, really dark right. and horrible would-you-rather. Yeah, actually, would you rather. Justin on... Um, not you, Justin. Other Justin on Friday. There's Come another on. one? No, the, yeah, yeah, by that, the way, two on knows the Friday because we're doing him. this again with a different Justin. I know, we Justin. only do one a week. We're doing two <laughs> weeks yeah. this week. We didn't know if this Justin would be any good, so we're like... Back up, Justin. I feel like... I'm not offended by that at all. You haven't hurt my feelings even a little bit. <laughs> well, if, if it helps, he uh, is mainly an architect, does music on the side. Oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. yeah. He's probably way more interesting. Though, <laughs> if you uh, ever see a, a Hilton hotel yeah. being built, yeah. he's in charge of that job. Oh, shit. I know, right? Really? Yeah. Every Hilton? Every, in the U.S. Every fucking There's a one. Hilton going to be built across the street from yeah, here. Yeah, he's in charge of that Damn. project. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Fucking nuts. That's a big deal. I know. Anyway, completely. Unrelated. I mean, it's no fucking wishing machine, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's no <High> wishing rolling. <laughs> machine. But uh, okay, it's getting a little loose. A little so d- your point is, is that Justin knows the questions. So we got to come up. Yeah, with we got to come up with new question okay. on Friday. Yeah. Not would you rather? No. But but so this answer can't come from here. Okay. It's got when I'm pointing to my head for those listening on the podcast. It's got to come from uh, from right here. Podcast right. listeners, he is now pointing to his heart. Okay. <laughs> okay, which means it's got to be a instant answer. All right. Okay, no delay. You ready? I think so. If you had to choose. And you do. And you do. (laughs) What would you say is your favorite kind of turtle? Box. 
box. Whoa, wow. That was quick. That was good. That was good. That we might got have been one of the quickest answers we've had. Was. Now we've, we've gotten box before. Box. That was like a. I. I. I it was like I, a half hasten, a heartbeat. I hasten to say it was an eighth note, but it certainly wasn't. <laughs> an eighth note. Literally, the first thing that came to mind, <laughs> and I immediately quick. had a vision of being at my aunt Rachel's house. My great great aunt Rachel, we call her aunt Rachel. She's like, like a third grandma, and way out in Madison County in North Carolina, and she lived on a creek. And uh, I stayed with her quite a bit um, growing up. And pretty much every weekend we'd go out there and just run around the woods. And it was an awesome place to grow up. We had, we, you know, I got to do some little bit of farming, nothing crazy, but I was exposed to that young, which is cool, and stringing beans and running around in cornfields and stuff, which I was really proud of. And uh, we'd put these... You know, just tub of muddy water out <laughs> overnight, and box turtles love those things. And you really? wake up there'd be box turtle in there, so we'd take it back to the house and outside of Asheville with my parents. And it was all fenced in, so you'd put a turtle out there, and they'd be out there for months, just wander around. You put some huh. lettuce, and they just wander the yard and hang out and put some paint on their shells so you could see them and just cruise around. <laughs> yeah. We used to do that all the time. That actually sounds super cool. Box turtle. That sounds awesome. All right. That's good. Now, yeah, we've gotten box before. But, but it was a, a Boxing ninja. Boxing we've ninja. gotten ninja, yeah. Ninja. Ninja's my answer. Ninja, yeah. Box is the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, that's the, good. That's how we know it's from good. your heart. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It always surprises me that... Uh, now, some people answer this question in terribly. Yeah. Yeah, you but, do good. You do good. Some people but, are, do not do good. But uh, I would say, you know, there's a good 45 to 50% of people that answer really well. And then have a story behind yeah, and there's why they like stories. Which, is, <laughs> which I was always blown away. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has a turtle story. Like the whole point of the question is it's so random. You have to think off the top of your head. And they're like, well, this one time my grandma was a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> she meant so much to me. Like, You're like, what the fuck? Grandpa Pappy Joe was dying of cancer and yeah. a turtle came turtle and donated, donated his kidney. medicine. <laughs> turtle donated his kidney. <laughs> Who knew a turtle kidney was working to grown ass man? That turtle kidney. <laughs> strong, strong kidney. <laughs> strong kidneys. Oh, God. This is great. There's a real story. Yeah. yeah. It's weird how many people got t- turtle stories, man. Like, I came up with the question. I don't got a fucking turtle story. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get one. If if oh, I, do, I did own turtles as a kid. There you go. I had four. They were all named for the Ninja Turtles. There you go. They got Donatello got ran over by a car. It oh, was really man. sad. That's Damn. terrible. That's really sad. That is not a good sound either. No, oh, the crunch squish uh, mixture. It's not like great. Going Why off. does everybody know the crunch squish mixture? <laughs> Why does everybody know what a turtle sounds like getting run over? <laughs> Happens a lot. They're slow, man. They think cars are fast and big. They are slow and little. It's true. They're so slow that they're literally the symbol for slow on computers. Yeah. And, and or the lawnmowers. on the other side. Yeah. Or what? Lawnmowers. Lawnmowers? Yeah, riding lawnmowers. Is oh, no. a rabbit or a turtle. Ooh. That sounds terrible. Yeah. A rabbit? They're quick. They should be able to get the hell out of the way. It's their, own, it's, it's their own damn fault. Fast or slow is the point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you're running oh. over rabbits with a no, lawnmower. Man. I was like, holy shit, how can you catch them? That's a burly lawnmower? <laughs> I'm saying that, like you were saying, yeah, that's, a, that's right, literally slow, the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. I was thinking about you riding a riding lawnmower running over turtle. Turtle. Can <laughs> 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 you imagine the sound? It's, it's horrific. Anyways, on this horrific <laughs> note. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Shredder's up there just like, hey. <laughs> Shredder. <laughs> 
I was trying to remember the, the rats. Him and the Foot Clan. Splinter. Splinter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Master Splinter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Master Splinter. No! <laughs> Fucking riding lawnmower. Got another one. <laughs> Just you, me, Michelangelo. <laughs> what a great ending to this show. Great ending. <laughs> got real weird Some real quick. Visuals. Really appreciate hey, you guys it. having me. <laughs> for the for the podcast listeners, he's giving us a very creepy look. Yeah, he's clearly not pissed. glad that we had him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we're gonna go out with she's got the highway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is Justin Biltonen's B I L T O N E N. You can look him up on Spotify. We also have his Instagram link in the chat, and also we post his website to all those awesome leather goods that he makes. Yeah. Uh, so which, check what's that, that called again? Anchor and Field. Anchor and Field. Mm-hmm. Really cool stuff. If you're listening, you can't see yeah. it, but it was cool. Yeah, and if you're not watching live or on the podcast or the YouTube channel, is probably in the description in the links. So I assume you put those there because you put them up. Sometimes. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on no, all in here? <laughs> so she, here so she's, she's got, she's got the, highway. the Highway by Justin Biltonin, and we'll see y'all on Friday with Justin Erholtz. Yeah. Of the open road, suitcase in the back, and she's ready to go. Find her favorite station on XM Radio. And she loves the beauty and what she don't know. The truck stop coffee that keeps her going. Singing along, singing along, singing along. She's out there on her own, but she never feels alone. Cause she's got the highway. Pulling every window down That's her way Ain't afraid to sing it loud On every beat, every mile She turns up that dial Feels like home when she's away Cause she's got the highway She'll admit that she's bad with names She won't ever forget your face It only takes one time for her to learn Every line and every verse Till she's singing along, singing along, singing along Till she's got the highway Pulling every window down That's her way Ain't afraid to sing it loud On every beat Every mile, she turns up that dial Feels like home when she's away Cause she's got the highway Yeah, yeah Cause she's got the highway Yeah, yeah She'll send a picture from everywhere she goes to let mama know that she's got the highway rolling every window down that's her way ain't afraid to sing it loud on every beat every mile she turns up that dial feels like home when she's away 
Got the high. 